0: Welcome to Walking Backwards, I'm Brad Grumet. This week's guest is Anastasia Nemec, and she is a first AD that I worked with last year on uh, the show Hollywood, and um, she was really cool, so I figured, ask her on the podcast, and luckily she said yes, so hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, how are you enjoying your quarantine? I'm not enjoying mine. <laughs> I'm so over it. Uh, I've had about enough, I, I I assume a lot of you feel the same way miss miss all my friends and seeing everybody and all this stuff. and But, uh, you know, I am getting a lot of uh, online poker tournaments in, so that's good, I guess. <laughs> that's always fun. Wondering when we're going to work again. Uh, I haven't really heard anything concrete. I don't know when we're opening back up here in California. And uh, I, I did hear there's a feature shooting at Universal where they quarantine people for two weeks before and then they're quarantining them in a hotel throughout the show. I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, I know it would be a lot more expensive for the studios. Yeah, I would would definitely do that. I I assume a lot of people are like me, but you know, if you have a family, if you have kids and stuff, that's that's gonna be really tough. So I think some people, some people would be uh, really against being away for so long, like quarantine like that. Although, you know, we do travel out of town and stuff and so i guess it's kind of the same thing but i I think other people would be worried about getting something from somebody on the crew and then bringing it home at the end of the show uh or something the 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 covid um and bringing it home to their family so i guess you'd kind of have to quarantine after too but anyway it's all complicated (laughs) and uh i guess we'll find out when we find out i i'm uh I'm just, I'm just ready to, to stop giving myself haircuts. <laughs> How many more will I have to give myself? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys are doing the same thing or you're just going full hippie, I, but um, it was driving me crazy, so I keep cutting it. <laughs> Cut it again last night. Let's talk about Walter Clausen. They've been supporting the show since almost the beginning, and uh, they are friends of mine, and they make some great gear for camera operators and steady cam operators including the iBaird and if you're in the market for one or will be soon you can use the code WALKING in the promo code box if you buy an iBaird and you'll get a discount which is nice uh, we are talking about doing a promo on something else um, I'm not sure when that's going to happen we were talking about it before all this went down so who knows but um, they have bunch of other products so uh it'll be one of them if we do it which we probably will but i won't know for a while (laughs) anyway uh thanks to walter clausen for their support and um i hope everybody up there is doing okay um i think they're kind of working from home and all that stuff i don't know how all that works for them um so i just i feel for them and i i hope they're doing well and I hope we all come out of this in uh, in one piece and better than ever and ready to go back to work so um, yeah thank you to Walter Clausen for that support uh, also so if you want to support the podcast personally you can do so at patreon.com walkingbackwards walking backwards and uh, just pitch in a little to help me pay for the show and support me uh, that would be great and I appreciate everybody who already does it if you if you can't at this time because money's tight I totally get it um if you can that would be great money's tight for me too so (laughs) um yeah that's all so uh if you have to if you have to stop for a little while and then come back later I I totally understand uh I will not be offended I I understand how it is so um but for those who can much love um yeah that's it by the way this episode was recorded on March fourth, just before everything kind of went crazy here, and um, I I thought I'd lost uh, the the master recording. I thought it was gone, and luckily I had backed it up, and I didn't realize it. I, I don't know what happened, but anyway, so that's why that's why it's been so delayed in releasing. So everything everything recorded was obviously before, so it it really sounds like a different world. It just sounds weird. It sounds like it was recorded so long ago. I, as a matter of fact, in my um, Best Day, Worst Day segment that I do for my patrons on uh, patreon.com slash walking backwards, uh, I talk a little bit about being sick on a job and going in sick when i was out of town and when i shouldn't have and all this stuff and it just sounds so irresponsible now uh, anyway i have to talk about it in that best day yeah it's, it's just weird but but anastasia is really cool and we had a great conversation i really enjoyed it she's uh she's a very nice person and uh a great first ad so uh i hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as i enjoyed having the conversation if you have any feedback or comments or just want to get in touch with me, you can email me at podcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the episode.
1: Now we're really starting.
0: Yeah, now we're really starting. <laughs> <laughs> we just did the other segment, so now we're doing this segment. Um, welcome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I'm glad I, I caught you not working. I know you. We, we scheduling something was tough. I think you're probably getting all your shit done that you haven't when you've been you've been on a show. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's in, well for me too. I think that we're probably all different. One thing I do know about our business for sure is that, and and I've learned this over the years. Even just like I was having a conversation with this ad who's like, you know, works all the time and is just awesome. And uh-huh. one time we were talking about like. How she feels like every time she finishes a job she's never gonna work again and then all of a sudden i was like oh, if someone like her feels that way then then you know i can feel better about me feeling that way because right. it is a really weird part of our business that we are constantly looking for jobs Uh huh. right yeah um for me though like my my end of it's like for just for me personally like so stressful and it requires just like so much I know like some people say the rule is you should start looking for a job before you finish one mm. but for me I always love to just get to the end and um, and just take time me too for myself me too the best is when you already know that you have a job
0: like two months from now or a month yeah from now I had that
1: situation a couple years ago nice. where I finished a job in like June. And then I interviewed for something, but it wasn't starting until like the end of August. Mm -hmm. And it just allowed me to like just take the whole summer and and actually relax.
0: Yeah. Then, yeah. Or take a vacation maybe because you know you have money coming in later.
1: I did, actually. Yeah. I a guy that I ride with, so I'm a huge cyclist, and I ride with the San Fernando Valley Bicycle Club. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. okay, cool. And this uh, guy. I
0: love watching the Tour de France.
1: The Tour de France is the, it's the best. I mean, yeah. actually, I prefer the Giro. It's much more beautiful.
0: Giro d'Italia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've so never watched it, but yeah. This guy,
1: well, that one's actually hard to watch. It's hard to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, nobody plays it. Like none of the sports.
0: NBCSN doesn't pick it up like they do the, the the tour.
1: No, and I ended up having to get something called Flow Sports
0: <laughs> just to watch it.
1: Yeah, just to watch it. You can get it through i through your Roku, probably other places, but it's an online thing.
0: I I I, I want to get back to what you were saying, but I, about the tour, it's one of the greatest sporting events to watch on TV, and I'm sure being there would be incredible too. Um, but. I always tell people I love watching, they're like, it's so boring. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to watch beginning to the end the whole thing. And they ride like six hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like really pay attention. It's an investment. Yes, but huge investment. And I don't always watch all of it, but I try to. And like, um, it's just so involved in like the storylines that are there.
1: Well, and that's where you learn <clears throat> the rules of cycling. And the yeah. like, because a lot of people think that it's just people riding bikes and
0: they don't even know it's teams
1: yeah they don't know anything about it and so when you start watching it that's where you learn everything and then you're right you learn the people and the different dramas and right the difference between a sprinter and a roller and a and a gc guy you know and all that
0: right right yeah Yeah. um what's a roller
1: a roller it's a it's the guys that are like on the front and with the big engines like
0: the lead out like yeah, the, they always those talk about the big diesel engine guy all day long. Right, 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 and they just pull everybody all it day. Is right, everybody. and they and they they keep their 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 overall contender in fourth and right. protect him, and he never he never leads all day. Never leads They him. might take turns Until a little asks, bit up front, but yeah. yeah.
1: And those guys, uh, some of the better ones, can win the big one-day races like the spring sure, classics, things sure. like that those guys can go out and win on their own too
0: because they have that solo power yeah yeah they they can't sprint well maybe they can a little bit but they can't sprint like the big sprinters and they can't hill climb like the big hill climbers
1: because they're too big right (laughs) they're big boys right and and they're good
0: wind blocks wind
1: blocks right
0: but they're not big enough to be the the guy going 50 miles an hour at the end
1: those guys are insane (laughs) well but some of them are tiny like Caleb Caleb Ewan is tiny but he's that's
0: true, but his legs look like tree trunks. Yeah,
1: that's true. Like And then there's too. who's the guy
0: they call the gorilla?
1: That's uh, Andre Gripel.
0: Gripel, yeah, I love
1: him. He's amazing.
0: A bunch of those guys, there's that Swedish or Norwegian one, um, who's like a looks like friggin' Thor or something. What's his name?
1: Thor Hushaft? Yeah. <laughs> he retired a few years ago. Oh
0: shit, okay. Yeah. Uh I only it watch like, it once a year. So
1: Yeah, he retired a few years ago like that whole generation is kind of almost almost gone like uh Fabian Cancellara and yeah. Tom Boonen and all those guys. And
0: and um uh the German guy uh who rode like 20 tours, um that's a commentator now.
1: Oh, uh not Eric Zabel. Is it Eric Zabel? No, no um
0: And it's not Tony Mar- I always like Tony Martin too. He still rides, guy. right?
1: Tony Martin is still riding, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah the German guy is heavy accent but he he's like oh, the
1: uh, Jens Jens Voigt
0: Jens Voigt Jensy. <laughs> yeah he's, uh, he's the guy that would do the craziest shit like he would break away on his own and get like yeah. 10 minutes ahead and they're like if anybody can win this it's Jens but
1: sometimes it works I loved his right. motto is shut up legs and the, like the way you have to like mentally get through cycling is just knowing that the people around you like their legs hurt as bad as yours do
0: yeah, it's in a certain way. It's like knowing that at other day, other ads, like I'm never gonna get a job again.
1: Yeah, like
0: knowing that that knowing that you feel the same way they do helps you. Helps you, right?
1: Helps you because now it's a mental thing,
0: right? They're burning just as bad. Yeah, right. It's it's your it's your job for them to break before you do, right? Yeah, for them to wear out and 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 stop pedaling or slow down before yeah. you do. Yeah. Just to get or, away, or
1: like get away and a break, and be able to hold off, you right. know, the crowd of people who can go faster than you till the very end. Actually, yeah. Tony Martin one year in the tour, I don't know if you remember it, but they caught him on the line. And he was out for, like, kilometer after kilometer on his own. And oh, he, he lost. left at, like,
0: mile one and lost by, like, an inch. Yeah, he
1: lost by, like, an inch. I do remember that. <laughs> so hard. On his own. <laughs> on his own.
0: I don't think anybody went with him, right?
1: No, he was on his own yeah. all day. Yeah,
0: and he's leading by, like, 15 minutes at one point yeah. And they just, the pack just slowly pulled him back. Yeah. I remember that.
1: But the next year, he did do the same thing, and he actually won. So he... He yeah. ended
0: up. I remember. I remember. Yeah. So that's the extended storyline. So when he wins it the second time, you're like, "Fuck," because they talk about how he missed it by that he much. He missed it by that much, right? And he didn't have a. St- I think he never had a stage victory before, or something. He, maybe. maybe not. Or remember. maybe only in a a a, a, a speed. Uh, what do they call him?
1: A time trial. Time
0: trial. Yeah. He's had time trial wins. Yeah, for he's been sure. a
1: world champion. Right. Um, I actually went to the world championships in Richmond, Virginia. Really? Um, in 2013, I think it was. No.
0: Richmond, the capital, capital of cycling, huh?
1: Well, so <laughs> it actually the first time the Worlds had been in the U.S. since like 1986. Why would
0: they be there and not in Colorado or?
1: Well, it just depends on if you. Well, because the Worlds doesn't always have like a, a mountain.
0: Really? Right? Like, okay. The
1: Worlds is always a more of like a a one day race.
0: Oh, it's one day? Yeah, it's one day. Oh, okay, all right.
1: It's a one day road race. Well, no
0: wonder they don't always have a mountain because that, that leaves yeah. a lot of people out.
1: It leaves a lot of people out. So it's like very mixed, but um, I went that year because I was like, there's no way I'm going to miss this. It's okay. in the States for the first time in forever. Gotta go. And um, it was actually it turned out to be the first time Peter Sagan won his first world jersey. Oh, really? So, and I planted myself like right at the finish line wow. and I didn't drink any water all day long. And the two guys next to me were like, did the same thing because there was like no way we were going to lose our place by going to the bathroom oh my god but at some point tony martin's mom like ended up behind me and i speak a little bit of german because i lived there for a year oh you did like yeah in
0: 1989
1: 88 89 oh wow okay and so i was was, like chitty chatting with her for a little bit certainly in
0: germany and Maybe eighty-seven. Anyway, go on. Before the wall came down. Oh yeah, I looked over the wall. I stood on scaffolding in in Berlin and stared right at the sniper looking back at me.
1: Oh wow, we actually went in through Checkpoint Charlie. You went into East. Spent the day in East Berlin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: My dad, we flew in because we were going to take a train, but you had to go through East Berlin because West Berlin was surrounded by East Berlin or East Germany totally. And he he'd heard a horror story about a family getting stopped. In East Berlin and taken off a train, an American family, and
1: oh my god, as what spies or something? Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe it was in his own head, or maybe it was a real, you know. My dad can be a, a little paranoid, so anyway, that's why we flew instead of taking a train. The train would have been fun, the but train
1: would have been awesome, and the it's only a couple hour also.
0: ride, you know. But if if that, I think. But anyway, the
1: trains over there amazing. Yeah. like I took a train from Austria down to Venice not too long ago, and it was great in the dead of winter.
0: Cool, it was beautiful. I cross countryed from. Did we start in Vancouver, and went to Toronto? I think
2: oh, I train, train ride the
0: whole way. Yeah, it was awesome. It it had a big observation car with a glass ceiling and. Oh wow! It was really neat.
1: That's cool. <clears throat> I the, guess you can travel around for, but around it's in the, the states though. it takes forever. You yeah, we just time. don't
0: have the network set up like like other, countries, yeah, like do, other you know? countries and they refuse to do it. Yeah, you know, look, they we were going to have high speed rail from from what um, LA to San Francisco yeah and that's they've scrapped it now right
1: well I and I can understand it in a certain way because if you're just going to go between two like you really got to make the commitment to do it all over right because what good does it do you to go from San Francisco to LA and back really right far?
0: well you have to start somewhere
1: well that's true yeah
0: but it was going to stop in like a couple other places like on the way but on the way. anyway
1: yeah um, yeah that's one of yeah. the great things about Europe i find it's the train rides yeah actually the so i was saying um that summer i had off so clifford was having his he had planned this like um fully um what do you call it when you have a bike ride bike. Who is clifford clifford's the guy that rides for me in the bike bike
0: club Club, okay
1: and he, for his 60th birthday he had arranged this uh cycling trip And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I can go. So I called him and and I was like, hey, can I still come? To Richmond? No, to France.
0: Oh, that's why you ended up. Okay.
1: Yeah, we kind of, I'm catching up, but we kind of went off on a tangent. Yes,
0: we did. Yeah.
1: And um, anyway, long story short, I got to go on this amazing bike ride because I knew I had a job coming and it was uh, uh yeah. a guy like planned our rides every day and oh, cool. we saw the tour de france go by three times oh you did yeah oh shit it, it was amazing and it was so it was 2018 so it was the year that garrett thomas won oh yeah and and we saw them go by on the way t- they they went by on the garrett way thomas, to a, a Al no no <laughs> But he—that was the day he won Abduaz wearing the yellow jersey. Oh wow! And then the next day, we, I watched it. Yeah. We rode the Abduaz, so I've ridden the Abduaz. Um, wow! But to get there, because I caught up with them, because it was also like my that weekend they left was my 30-year high school reunion, so I had to leave a day later. Oh okay. So I had to kind of catch up with them, but this is so kind of connecting it back to trains. Yeah. Uh, the guy f- I flew into Geneva. Okay. He's like, now go to the train station and get on a train, and then I just went from Geneva up into the Swiss Alps.
0: Oh, to catch up with them. To
1: catch up with them, and I get further and further, and you're just out there in the mountains, and it's so amazing and beautiful. And then I got to this like tiny little village, and he picked me up, and then fed me some food, and then we drove another like hour up into the mountains to this like tiny little um, ski place where we stayed. Cool. So the next morning, our first ride was amazing because was
0: it was it really expensive that trip?
1: It was just over three thousand, not including the flight. For how long? Seven days.
0: Mm. It's expensive.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, but it. But you it, had to
0: ship your bike over and shit too.
1: I I have you paid you got a bike like there? fifty bucks to put it on the airplane. Oh, I have okay. a bike box. Oh, you do. So you just pay oversized. It's just an extra baggage. Yeah, it's just an extra baggage okay. thing.
0: Oh, oh, that's not so bad. So I
1: took my own bike, and um, you know he does all the all the food is included, the hotels. Everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. Everything included. And he plans and guides you and everything. He plans and right. guides us, and
1: he drives a van Sets all day. Sets up transportation, day. and he yeah he just had a van, and because there was oh, so, did he
0: drive the van so with extra tires and shit. Yeah. So he doesn't ride with you. He no. just He just follows you.
1: Yeah. Oh, He follows us and then he runs off and gets lunch and he's like, tells us where to stop and he'll bring us food. Go five
0: more miles and whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. But
1: most of the time he would just pull over and take pictures of us as we went by. So we have these amazing photos of us, like,
0: oh, cool. Riding
1: these amazing mountains. That is
0: really fun. I'm not, you know how big I am. I am not the right guy for bike riding, especially (laughs) uphills.
1: You would be a great roller.
0: Yeah, probably. (laughs) Roller. Probably, (laughs) right? Although. You know, look, my bike's sitting there covered covered in dust. Because I bought it, I was like... Because I used to... I go on, like, five-mile walks in the, in the neighborhood. Uh, and I walk fast, like, for exercise when I'm not working. <clears throat> I've had knee surgery, a couple foot surgeries, so I don't run or anything. And I hate a gym.
1: Yeah, gyms are awful.
0: <laughs> and so... And I work out at work when I'm doing Steadicam, you know? It's pretty... So that's fine. But yeah. anyway, just to, you know, try to stay in shape. And um, Anyway, I thought, shit, I'll get a bike... Um, and I'll ride in the neighborhood. And the first day I rode it, I got brushed by a car. Ugh. And like the third day I rode it, I got basically a car pulled in front of me and I like T-boned a car. I didn't fall, but I hit him. And I realized this is, and you know the neighborhood I live in. Like yeah, in order to ride, to ride, I have ride to ride at then. like 1 a.m.
1: <laughs> or you need to go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, or I, or I need to <laughs> put my bike in the car and drive 10 miles from yeah, here. Which, is a- which if you're not super into riding yeah you know yeah so anyway
1: <clears throat> that's how I ended up staying in the valley uh, when I oh really I just lived in the valley most of my life anyway yeah but it's just like those. that's where all my people are mm-hmm. I can leave my house and go on a bike ride and not have to
0: drive, drive that is good that's nice
1: even the ride starts at CSUN it's like two and a half miles from my house
0: perfect yeah um We'll get back to Tony Martin's mom in one second. But how many miles were you riding a day in France?
1: We rode a between 60 and 80.
0: Okay. Yeah. So pretty heavy. Yeah. Not um, not quite tour to France, but... No. Um, <laughs> no way. People know? don't realize how long... They're like, yeah, they're riding 120 miles today. You're like, what?
1: Yeah. And they do that for 21 days in the Grand Tours. Yeah. It's... Two, only two rest days. Yeah. So they ride almost like three. They, they go, ride over 3,000 miles.
0: They go six or seven days. Seven days, right? And seven then days a day, and then off, day off. Then seven days and a day off, and then seven, seven days, days and yeah. it's over.
1: Yeah. And there's three of those. The Giro, the. And the Giro's right the before the tour. tour and tour. the Vuelta. <clears throat> and the Vuelta's after the right. tour of
0: Spain. Right. And, and it's gotten to a point where the best riders, some of them, they won't ride the tour because they plan their whole year for the Vuelta or. They might still ride it, but they're not.
1: Yeah. Well, the vote has been interesting because for um, many years it wasn't like the best race. Um, and then some of the bigger riders started doing it, and now mm. the they've done some better routes, and it's just become a lot more bigger race. intriguing bigger race. Yeah. Well, like
0: I know a lot of people don't do the, the the Giro because it's right before the Tour, and like there's not enough there's n- isn't sufficient rest time to prepare. Right? Yeah,
1: not if you're if you think you're going to win the GC, Tour. GC, right? Yeah. And the last couple guys that have tried the Giro Tour double uh, have not been able to do it.
0: Yeah, uh, what was his name, the cheater? Um,
1: <laughs> Which one? <laughs> There's so many. I knew
0: you'd say that. <laughs> um, no the 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 guy the guy who was on Lance Armstrong's team. Uh,
1: oh, Floyd Landis.
0: No 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 the Spanish guy. Contador. Contador.
1: Alberto Contador. Alberto yeah, he just retired. I like, think two years ago, two or three years ago now.
0: Did he ever turn out to be as good as they thought he was going to be? Um, I mean, he was juicing pretty hard. They caught him. He got like a two year ban or something. Or yeah, he year?
1: got a two year ban. But he, you know he ate that steak. That's where it was. What? That's what he claimed was it. It was a some steak that is Brother, or his cousin brought him from over uh, the border or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> no. it's full of shit.
1: <laughs> no, he actually Contador is a really good rider.
0: No, I know he was, and I
1: didn't like him in the Lance years because I was such a big fan of Lance. Yeah, but once Lance was gone, and Contador, like I actually Rem- turned out to really like him a okay. lot.
0: Okay, I didn't see him that much anymore. I think he didn't ride the tour once, and then. I don't know. I just, I just after those years, I lost him a little bit. But
1: yeah, one of was last years, he came really close to winning the Vuelta again.
0: Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, I remember when Lance had his big comeback, and because I wasn't into cycling when Lance was first really good, I got into in like, oh eight, oh nine, something like that. <clears throat> anyway, um, uh, I shouldn't say cycling. The Tour.
1: Yeah, oh nine <laughs> I was his big comeback.
0: Is that when it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I got into it around then. <clears throat> um, and remember he like broke a chain or his chain slipped slipped the disc or something. And the, the professional courtesy is if you have a mechanical failure.
1: Yeah, that everybody waits for you.
0: They wait for you. They, they don't stop, but they slow down and they keep riding and they yeah. slow down and they let you rejoin the group. Yeah. Kind of in the position that you were in already. It still hurts you a little bit because you got a hard ass to get back to him. Yeah,
1: but, you got to waste that energy,
0: right? But, um, but like your team members will stop with you and then ride you back into the group and all that stuff, which I find is really cool. But remember, Lance, something happened to Lance, well,
1: something was, broke
0: or slipped off, and he, Alberto attacked.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that one, but they, <clears throat> it's interesting because they do it or they don't. Like sometimes they, this, they do it.
0: Well, I think.
1: Oh, they were on the same team that year, though. Yes. Oh, okay, 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 yeah.
0: And and Alberto,
1: I think he won that year, Alberto.
0: Yeah, and he was supposed to be the leader, and then Lance did better, and he didn't want to.
1: Yeah, there was be a real two. like battle between right. them a little right,
0: and so that's why from that point, the announcers, you know, those English guys, whatever their names are, who are so yeah, great. one of
1: them just passed away. Paul Sherwin died.
0: <gasps> no, yeah,
1: you didn't know that.
0: No, I did not. Yeah,
1: he didn't. He died year before last. So he didn't th- this past tour. Well, I it was the wondered, first time he wasn't there.
0: I wondered where he was. Yeah,
1: he passed away.
0: They didn't. They didn't mention it. That I. No- I think they
1: did. They did like a whole. I special must have missed, thing for missed. I him. must
0: have missed it because there's yeah. so much coverage of it. It
1: made me cry actually because I mean I've been watching him for so long. He was
0: fantastic. Yeah.
1: Phil Liggett and Paul. Phil Sherman.
0: Liggett and Paul. Yeah, <laughs> and now they have Yenzi and that Yen's other young.
1: And, um, the guy
0: who used to do hockey is doing it now. Hockey. Well, he's MB, NBCSN. Oh. He used to do like the, the Wednesday night hockey or whatever. Now they've got him doing.
1: Oh, I think I know who you're talking
0: about. He's like the wrangler. They talk yeah. all the specifics and he... And, and he's
1: the the sports guy.
0: Right. The general sports yeah. guy. Yeah. Who will be like, so is it hard for them to get up those mountains? <laughs> Yes. Well, he'll be the guy like, how many calories do they burn every day? You know? Yeah. Like, shit that the average person doesn't, doesn't know that. the answer to. They burn and, a lot. and to them is a really dumb question. But, um, yeah, those guys eat all day. Like, yeah. it's a whole thing if they forget to eat every hour eat or, or whatever. drink, yeah. Yeah. I actually it,
1: went that year, too, to 2009. And saw, oh, you did? saw... Lance and Alberto go up the Mamba too.
0: Oh, you went to the Mamba too? Oh my, how many days were you there to get a spot? I was
1: only, we went up, we just hiked up that one day. We parked really far away, we walked really far.
0: Walked (laughs) 10 miles. And
1: then we just sat and waited all day.
0: That's what people don't get like those little tiny roads like a week before at the top. They're filled up with cars Yeah. at the point where they'll they'll even let cars and then it's a little tiny little tiny two lane European road that cars barely ever drive on. So it's like, oh, the funny part is they repave a lot of the tour. A lot. Yeah. Especially when they're going to a new place and like they repave it. So they the French towns love it because the government will come in and spruce it up essentially
1: well and it's smart too because it can be dangerous
0: yeah the well they road-ish. fix the roads because they're yeah they're nasty and yeah i mean even then you have crazy shit happen do you remember um uh welcome to tour de france talk
1: um this happens in so many interviews it's like
0: we we get off onto a subject that we're both interested in because i have a wide variety of interests and in, I love to talk to people about it so and I don't mind it well and let me know I know if you get talk bored. about
1: cycling all day okay I'm a total so, nerd so. you have another eight hours perfect
0: <laughs> uh, um, no but um uh, do you remember this would have probably been like 2013 ish um, those those three guys are in the break and a car goes to pass them
1: that's Juan Antonio Fletcher and Johnny Hoogerlin
0: hoogerland goes flying, flying over the fucking fence into
1: the barbed wire, into a fence. barbed
0: wire fence that catches his ankle as he flies over it you can see it yeah and he well, he takes
1: out one post with him <coughs> right and then hits the other post oh and he's my god. just wrapped up in the barbed wire oh
0: my god oh yeah so what happened for for people who don't know this thing there's french tv everywhere covering this and there's photographers on motorcycles and there's cars everywhere and sometimes the cars need to get in front of the tour for different reasons so they pass and there's designated kind of ways they do it and they honk a lot and they try to be safe but they're all going at 30 miles an hour all the time
2: yeah I mean that's these guys a normal fast.
0: that's a normal speed for them to be riding at so the cars will come by at 45 or 50 just To try to get past them all, and this car goes by and doesn't realize there's a tree trunk that makes the road bend. Yeah, was a that
1: weird? Like the road was sort of paved around this
0: tree, they left the tree there and just made a turn, <laughs> which he totally should have seen from a long, a long way, way away. Like,
1: hey, that tree is kind of in front of but me, but
0: I think got kind of roadstoned on watching the driver or the riders and making sure he oh, was yeah, fine. Fu- I think that's what ha- I don't know. And right as he was trying to pass the breakaway, he realized, oh, fuck, there's a tree there's
1: a trunk, tree. I'm about to hit it,
0: and he swerved. Right into three riders he, just, he
1: hit Fletcher first Hits him Yeah
0: The other guy Hits Fletcher And goes flying off Into the barbed wire fence Yeah End over end basically Humberland
1: Hits the fence And The other guy got off real easy Nothing the, happened The
0: other guy Did he even fall?
1: No I think he just sort of Like turned around and Was like what the hell just happened Oh yeah
0: like, cause he was in front And, yeah, and, and it just, c- just missed him Yeah It like just missed his back tire And and um, Cause I'm sure he heard All kinds of crazy noises Yeah <laughs> And God, a
2: crazy noise. the
0: crazy part was Hoogerlin, Well, you had to hear him hitting that fucking fence. Oh, like,
2: yeah.
0: Um, he gets gets himself untangled from the fence, gets back on his fucking bike. Yeah. And they have medical cars, so I'm sure he went to the medical car. But like blood dripping out of his shoe.
1: Oh, he was I all cut up.
0: All it was cut crazy. up. Crazy. But his leg was specifically bad. Well,
1: both of his legs. actually, it's one of my. I have a picture of it saved in Were my both phone. Bad? Oh, you do. Because I'm because it's often one of the things I show, I talk about Safety like, Reminder. <laughs> well, no, but like what badasses cyclists are. You know, like if that happened to the average person, they would be like, I'm done riding for the day. But for this, the day. <laughs> this freaking guy well, and you know, during that you probably remember he had picked up enough points to um get the, the polka dot jersey. Right. Yeah, the king of the mountains. And so he freaking cleans up gets back on his bike, rides to this finish, pulls the Polka jersey jersey in tears, and And then he goes and gets stitches. Oh, he didn't retire. He kept
0: riding. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, But
1: he did all that before even going to the hospital.
0: Right. And this is something people don't know. You can't miss a minute of the race, and you can't be too far behind. So you have to be a certain amount off the leader in order to stay in the race, and you can't... There's no leaving and going to a doctor and coming back to the race or anything. like. Yeah, you have to cross the finish line. While the race is happening, you have to be racing, period. Period. You have to cross the finish line, then you can go get back surgery and come back the next day. (laughs) I mean, some guys have had, like, literally, they break their collarbone, they go have it set, and then they ride.
1: Yeah, Tyler Hamilton rode with a broken collarbone that year. The whole
0: thing. Unbelievable. Yeah, he breaks it on, like, day Day, two. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, unbelievable. And you see them... Struggling, And the saddest part of the tour is when day two they break something. A lot of they'll break break a wrist or they'll a lot of collarbones, shoulder, shoulder things. Um, And then they ride for like another week. But they're they're way off the lead. Yeah, they're supposed to be a GC guy. They're struggling to fucking make the time limit every day. And like on day eight they get halfway through a stage and they retire can't and do they're it. fucking crying They're crying and they get in the car and driven them you know then they have to they have to ride in the team car for the rest of the day yeah Ugh. well
1: on the tour de france too is like
0: the That's emotion the right.
1: over over you know dnfing out of that race is
0: right and you prepare I mean, all year
1: you prepare all year and anyone who's on a tour de france team is literally at the top of their game in yeah. that moment you know mm-hmm and so you've worked so hard to get to that point and now they're like and now you can't because you got injured
0: right and and
1: or sick like that a couple years ago i saw this uh, guy was puking yeah yeah. i think it was um joan alfredo or something and he was like literally at the back of the peloton puking throwing
0: up off his bike
1: Uh, throwing off but riding throwing up but riding his bike (laughs) and he finished the whole thing he was sick for a couple of days and right. he was riding off the back and then by the time the tour ended he was back in the bunch and fine Helping is, and he made through it. He made it through.
0: I know. It's 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 unbelievable. And sometimes it's what was the year God, they were they were going downhill a few years ago. I can't remember. I think it was in one of the Australian guys. But anyway, they're riding and one guy crashes into the other one. You know, shit like that happens all, yeah, the, all to- the time. At, by the way, at sixty miles an hour. Or more. Well, this particular crash, I think, was like, you know, and and they're going. There's sometimes snow, very very rarely, yeah. But sometimes, but there's always rain.
1: Always rain. There's gonna be some rain. Cobblestones. Cobbles.
0: <laughs> they ride on fucking cobblestones. They've even before.
1: started adding gravel. Um, gravel. Oh, yeah, sections. this year I
0: forgot. Yeah, I that was kind of dumb. Did you like it? I like it. Yeah,
1: I like it. it's like the Strada Bianchi. It's one of the one day spring races, and there's a bunch of sections of of. Of gravel, It's sort of like the Perry roubaix too, with all those sections of cobblestones. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, but that's but that's the deal with the Perry roubaix right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's the deal. I mean... But there's been... But
0: the tour started adding... I guess the tour's trying to take all of cycling and add whatever's going on into it, right?
1: Well, they used to have uh, cobbled sections way back in the day, too. And then yeah. they started adding it back in. Like, it, there's some things that kind of go and come back. Come and
0: go, right. Yeah. Well, the gravel thing, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't like it. I just wasn't... You know what? It it's kind of plain. Yeah. And, like, to watch it was kind of boring. I don't know why. I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what the hell <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, okay, wait, Tony Martin's mother.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, she was behind me.
0: And uh-huh. I kept and every you speak time a little the, bit of German.
1: Every time the bunch would go by, I'd, like, squeeze her up between me and the guy, you know, because I'm like, I wouldn't do it for anybody else, but it's Tony Martin's mom. So I'm, like
0: That oh, way she can get her best view of Tony.
1: Yeah, the best view of Tony as he went by.
0: That's funny. So you were chatting with her a little bit?
1: Just a little bit. My German is not that great.
0: No English? That was
1: a long time ago. She didn't... I don't think she spoke any English.
0: That's a whole other thing. Like, there'll be a team. There are American teams and French teams and German... Is there a German team?
1: There is a German team.
0: Colombian team. uh, Team Movistar, which I always... I'm like... like, Movistar is Spanish. I thought they were Colombian. No,
1: they're a Spanish team. That's actually... Movistar is the um, Spanish... uh, cell phone company yes. like at t
0: yes 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 what is a, there's a Colombian team no? no no oh I'm thinking of the Colombian that rides their GC guy that rides for Movistar that little guy uh,
1: oh Qu- yeah uh,
0: Quintana uh, Quintana yeah, yeah yeah
1: he moved teams this year oh
0: he did yeah he seems to have been a disappointment because every yeah. time they're like this guy and he's he's like 120 pounds it looks like and like he's a real little guy. <laughs> yeah, he he's is. like this guy's a fucking mountain goat and he's gonna go up and he and then like they get to the hard stuff and they once the big boys start putting it on once they start pulling away from the average hill climber he always seems to lose it pretty soon after. Yeah, that.
1: he just never really came into fruition like he was supposed. He didn't to shape right up there. like he was supposed to. Well, I think he's a really good rider. It just mm-hmm. you know, that's a hard. Oh any 21 day race is a hard race to win right like
0: we're also talking about like he's one percent not as good as some like the super duper top hill climbers
1: (laughs) but i don't think he ever really had the team around him either and he also was Mm. racing uh through the years as sky developed and you know when sky first i think it was 10 years ago when they first um came on as a team Mm. and their way of riding is just like i mean they have so much money and they can pay all these like all these amazing riders who can go out and win big spring spring classics right. to come to the Tour de France and be domestiques, right? So they've got these super domestiques because they can afford to do it to put these guys on the front, and then they just drive on front all day at a pace that no one. Could yeah, they ride just by. hurt
0: everybody, right?
1: I mean, they just keep the pace so high, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think too that lended to Quintana never being able to win the tours because he was faced with that. Oh, and okay. Movistar was just never had a team quite like that to even compete like even the first team that's ever really been able to compete with them is Yumbo visma this past one yeah Christvike. yeah everyone else is just like jesus what do we do
0: right well i think you know people like like people like peter Sagan. he's amazing who can just it doesn't matter what his team is he'll make everybody his team yeah do you know what i mean yeah so he'll just ride on sky or whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying all day. I'm just saying like he's like a freelancer
1: in the sprints. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, and sprinting. Like, yeah. and he's so smart and such a good bike handler. He's not the fastest sprinter, but he can put himself in the right positions the behind right position. the right guy, and and kick on the power like at the exact moment he needs to.
1: Yeah. Well, he can also go out and win those uh, those stages those that have days. like hills as well. Like, so if there's a tiny little like. Hilltop sort of finish, not a mountain finish.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like
1: he can do that. Slower His finishes, he can, he's got
0: that power. Those guys
1: can't get those right. kind of stuff. That's why he wins the green jersey every fucking yeah. year. Yeah, he's, yeah. Because he's so versatile.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's amazing.
0: And, and funny.
1: He's really funny.
0: And he's won a couple of stages on his back wheel. He'll just, like, do this. He'll do a wheelie. Yeah, he does like, wheelie. no-handed wheelie. You're like, what the fuck?
1: No, On a road bike. It's so crazy.
0: It's unbelievable, this guy. He's, and then they ask him stuff, and he's what, he's Czech, right? No, he's Slovakian. A Slovakian, right. And he's like, oh, I do the thing, and the, the people. And, the, ah, ha, ha. and he's got like,
1: that weird little voice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Weird, like, squeaky
0: voice. Yeah, it's, like, kind of squeaky. <laughs> He's like, oh yes, I I, I to do the thing and yeah. da, da, da. and like, but he's such a clearly like nice guy. Yeah. Like he's so entertaining.
1: He is anyway, he's a good Yeah, he's, he's amazing.
0: And he's like such a good look. Like, you know the women love him and like, uh, well, he's cute. You know, right, he's a good looking guy and like yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Okay, we can stop with the cycling talk. Okay. Uh, although you know, there there to connect it back to the business, I have known a bunch of people who are in the business that are super into cycling yeah. as a matter of fact um david leb is uh um uh, likes to cycle the a first on hollywood oh really um yeah uh he used to post photos of his bike like when he was on shows in new mexico excuse me in new mexico so he would go out on rides on saturday or whatever it's a good place to go bike riding It
1: is. i took my bike there when i worked uh, in um not santa fe the other one albuquerque, albuquerque once yeah yeah and there's that big mountain it's yeah. Climb is really high. It's yeah. Like Seven thousand feet or something. Is it really? But it was, it's Did you good ride, ride it? Yeah. Cool. I used to go out on the weekends and just pedal up it.
0: What kind of rider are you? Are you like a mountain kind of rider?
1: Um. Yeah. I do. I like to climb a lot. It's actually okay. one of my most favorite things to do.
0: Okay. Cool.
1: But I'm pretty all around. I'm not. I'm not a good sprinter. No. But it's funny. Like when we were talking club riding too. Like there's yeah, like well, certain places where there's like sprints where everybody. Like, there's this one place coming back from, I'm just going to say things that are going to make no sense, but the Tuesday-Thursday ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um... I totally
0: know that one. (laughs) It's a great one.
1: (laughs) And there's this one spot that's, Uh like, the sprint spot. And who's going to start it and who's it? You know. Oh, so
0: you'll do it as f- for fun? Yeah, yeah, you'll yeah, do You'll set up like a real sprint.
1: Yeah, and someone will, somebody lead, will lead somebody out, and out and, and, oh, cool. and you try to take people by surprise because then the c- question's always like, oh, well, who's going to do it this week or today? You know? Right? Yeah.
0: Who's that? Speaking of lead out, who's the guy that used to lead? Mark. Um,
1: Mark Cavendish. Cavendish out. So Renshaw. Mark Renshaw. Mark
0: Renshaw. Did yeah. he retire? No, he went to another team. Right.
1: He went with Mark to. He might be retired. Oh, he as went of to this Sky. Year no well he might have for a little while but then he ended up going to um, what's that South African team that Cavendish went to
0: right well because Cavendish went to Sky yeah and Renshaw went with them
1: no maybe that was uh, yeah maybe and then
0: they went and to and then the Renshaw South went off on his own
1: because yeah. he wanted to spread like for a, himself
0: it's like a weird charity team for like uh Quebec I can't
1: remember yeah he, Cavendish isn't on it this year he went to another team oh he did yeah
0: yeah, <clears throat> um, I feel bad for
1: him. He's had such a bad last few years, and he was only like four Tour de France oh God, stage wins cr- away from beating Eddie Merckx's record. Record, right? Of he stage still wins. could, I think. I don't know. There's some fast young guys in the out right there.
0: tour. He could.
1: Well, this year's tour, I think, only has like eight, um, eight sprints, sprint stages, oh. and a few of them actually have some. If you look deeper at the stage itself, some hills. Mm. that are gonna prevent some of those sprinters from making it to the end
0: mm-hmm. like uh like a like a three quarters in category three yeah. kind of thing or something yeah
1: where someone big like viviani's they're
0: just they're not gonna get over yet. yeah yeah that guy came on strong he's good
1: viviani's really good uh
0: Kevin, remember that crash he had
1: oh in harrogate yeah when the tour started in britain
0: oh, who was that uh they crashed crashed him
1: oh that one that was a different one so that one was Peter Sagan actually it
0: was and they kicked Sagan out Sagan got kicked out it was total bullshit it was total
1: bullshit yeah
0: yeah I forgot yeah um yeah god anyway yeah if you're wondering by the way if you're listening to this and wondering about the car hitting the thing it's one of the craziest pieces of video yeah you're gonna be like what the fuck yeah um and yeah, I've
1: watched it a lot, because I, I have, talk about it a lot, and I'll show it to people, and they're like, oh,
0: my same, God. Same thing. I've shown it to a bunch of people. I'm like, holy shit, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, but um, um, do you know Chad Ravetti? No. Oh, he's super into cycling. We did a pilot together. He would be like, do you know Tony Ravetti? Mm. That's his dad. Mm. They're, I think they're all in the business. Um great tony was like a legendary focus player i think he's retired now i don't want to speak out of turn i think and then chad's one of his sons who's a big a first and um uh and then i think he's got a sister in the business and i think a brother that's a still photographer Well, they're like a very, but um, it's kind
1: of like a family industry,
0: yeah. And he lives up, uh, I think he lives in like Thousand Oaks or somewhere up that way.
1: There's good riding out there,
0: yeah, yeah. Places where when you're driving a location, you always see people cycling, yeah, (laughs) on the way there. (laughs) He lives somewhere up there and like rides a lot. And I know that, um, when we were doing that pilot, he'd always be on his phone like looking at bike parts or whatever. (laughs) Like bike porn is that what you call it? Yeah, that's
1: what we call it, bike porn. (laughs)
0: <laughs> not irresponsibly so but when he had time he would to right. be checking it out but anyway um yeah so there are a couple of, and i heard about an operator um actually i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say his name um he got in some deep doo-doo <laughs> some me For too doping? some me too oh um but i heard he used to ride like 30 to 50 miles in the morning before work
1: what oh my god that's impressive
0: you Ask me, it's crazy. You know, I had I had um, the two seconds on a, on a on a season of a show I did in Chicago. They would go work out before work every day. And we did fifteen hours every day, and That's insane. I'm like, "What are you guys doing? <laughs> You're crazy." Yeah. Um,
1: well, and that too, like for me, like
0: I guess they have a little more downtime than I do. <laughs> they Have a little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, they can they can sit a little more if they want to. I'm anyway. Go on, sorry.
1: No, I'm just talking about exercising in our in our work. It's it's hard. It's hard. Like, some people are like, oh, I went to the gym before I work today. But, like, especially as, like, a key, I you know, you're always there, like, with the first in. Because mm-hmm. you have, there has to be, like, a DGA person, you know, so, like, when... A lot of times the first, it's the like, second, right? It's not even the second or, second, right? Yeah, it's not the second second, it's the second. Right. Because the second
0: second's more of an on-set. For yeah, so they come
1: right? in for on-set. And then... You you come in an hour hour and a half to if it's like um, some women sometimes in hair makeup hours it's two call, hours right? yeah if yeah. there's prosthetics yeah. and stuff and so and then you're there to lean it. so your day is even longer there's no mm-hmm. way like people are off and then like,
0: you're last out too with them a lot right
1: um, yeah or do they
0: do, do you normally try to make a pa do it or something or
1: well it depends it just depends it varies yeah. like sometimes they want to get these seconds off the clock so they don't do an extended day and sometimes it doesn't matter it's just like right. it is what it is because They got to put the call sheet out. So
0: speaking of getting off the clock and doing extended days, the way they pay you guys, and we don't need to talk specific numbers, but is super weird. (laughs) So you guys are hired for like 12 flat, right?
1: Well, no. Does it depend? It's not a, we're not on a timed thing at all. We're, we're considered salaried uh, employees. Okay. Because our job description falls into, I think this is how it's, it's sort of, our job description is management basically okay right so we're not hourly employees we're uh-huh. salaried employees right so we make a, a weekly rate right or if you're a day player you make a day rate and right and, but yeah you're on a weekly
0: but there's a certain time thing where if you go over that you get a double right then
1: you get more money if you go past a certain and it's like of double time. right uh i'm not exactly sure
0: okay how does well, it, it depend it, on the contract they call
1: it a double day some people call it an extended day but, okay uh I'm not exactly sure. Oh, okay. But yeah, For so it's 14 hours for first AD. Right. Which is a long time. Yeah. And then it's 16 hours for the, the second and the second second. So they have to hit 16 before they get it.
0: Right. Wow.
1: I mean, it, it's hard to do. I mean, the nice part about that is if
0: you get on a show, which is almost crazy, but where you're doing eight and 10 hour days a lot. You almost never do Hollywood. We did a little bit. Which <laughs> yeah, we did a little bit. Certainly nice. Although it kind of sucks when you're just doing some days or day playing, and you do an eight hour day, you're like, "Where's oh, yeah, my overtime?" Yeah, now? where's
1: my overtime? Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, um, it's so weird. 14. Yeah. I mean, this tells you how screwed, how inherently screwed up the way our business is at the core as far as hours go. They've been overworking us. We've been working too many hours for too long. I was talking to a dolly grip earlier this week, and he was like, "He was like, yeah, you, you, you think it's bad now? You should have seen it forty years ago." He's like, "Those music videos in the '80s—they scheduled them for uh, 24 hours."
1: Yeah, I heard they would. T- they would work 24 hours on music videos.
0: He's like, "We'd work 24, then we'd get 24 off, and then we'd work 24 again." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Like, why? <laughs> I'm and so
1: glad I didn't do any music videos, even as a PA.
0: I did some as a PA. As a matter of fact, the first music video I ever did was for the Backstreet Boys. Oh, wow. And um, <laughs> what
1: was the song? Do you remember?
0: <laughs> larger Than Life. Ooh. I'll tell you an aside that I think I've talked about on the podcast before. And a very old friend of mine is Howie from the Backstreet Boys.
1: <laughs> oh, cool.
0: I've known him 30 years before he was ever in the band. And then we lost touch for a little bit. I went off to college, then I come back. He went off to college, I went off to college. I come back to town to Orlando, where we both grew up. I get this job on a music video for the Backstreet Boys. And I'm a PA, and I'm driving a van, and I'm picking up the dancers, the backup dancers from their rehearsal. And the, the guys were still there, doing the rehearsal with them. And then they had all driven themselves, and they were all leaving. And the third guy stops and goes, holy shit, Brag Ramet, what the fuck are you doing here? And I go, who are you? And he goes, it's me, Howie. I'm like, what? I didn't even know he's in the band. <laughs> he was a friend of, like, a really good friend of mine when I, you know, when we were in high school. But anyway, <clears throat> um, so this is the weirdest. This, this is my first music video, but it was a 2.7 million dollar video.
2: Whoa, is um, that a lot for a video? It fe- seems yeah. Like that. yeah.
0: There were bigger ones than that, but it was a lot. That's a lot. It was a lot. The UPM would constantly have forty thousand in petty cash on them because they were just. Throwing money everywhere, it was crazy. um
1: Yeah, there was the old days when there was just a bunch of cash around, like in the nineties. Well, 90s.
0: okay, so those guys sold three million records in the first week. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they made millions of dollars because they were the ones paying for it. This is part of why they started <laughs> not spending. Because what they don't at the time, they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna make a video," and the record company fronts it all. Mm-hmm. But then they take it all back later. Like the guys paid that two point seven million. It's crazy. Crazy. Why
1: should they pay for that? Someone else's. Well,
0: paid. this is why the record company is so the record contracts are so screwed up, right. and it's changed so much now. But um, now you can just record something at home, release it on. You can Billy Eilish it, you know. And yeah. Next thing you know, you're a big star. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Isn't Lizzo uh, the same? Was like, she? YouTube? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I know. Um, what's that guy? Little Nas X oh yeah uh, he, he just released it on SoundCloud and that's how it got I'm fairly certain you know the the black cowboy thing the you know the song what's it I called I think I do you've heard it and I've he's done like 20 remixes really of it and Billy um, Billy Ray Cyrus did back up uh, sang one of the parts on one of the remixes Well, oh, that's cool it's called people out there are like what a dummy you can't think of... it was the biggest hit of last year <laughs> huge hit huge hit <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, gay, black, singing a country-ish rap song.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, and he seems like a really fucking cool guy, too, actually. He's done all these weird little charity things. Because he went from nothing to, like, a giant, in you know. Um, what was I blabbing about? Oh, so the video, I worked. This is the first time I ever fell asleep while driving. Um not even on the last day we worked i worked 20 for four days straight i worked between 20 and 22 hours every day and would go home drive 45 minutes to an hour home because we were shooting at universal i lived on the north side of orlando in apopka and um i would get home
1: give me like a hotel room or something
0: the director did often when he insisted that i go to breakfast with them when I drove them back to... I drove people back to the hotel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the the director, Joseph Kahn, big music video director, and his DP and his first were like, hey, let's go get breakfast. We were wrapping at nine in the morning. And they're like, hey, just drive us over to Waffle House over here. I'm like, okay. So I dropped everybody else off yeah, the hotel. of course
1: you're a PA and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: I have to do this. I have to do whatever they say. Yeah. So I, so I drive them to Waffle House and I'm like okay you guys enjoy and they're like no we, we need a ride back and I'm like okay so they go in <laughs> so I lean the seat back and I'm like fuck I can close my eyes for a half hour 45 minutes however long they take then on the window the, it's the first he's like hey Joseph wants you to come in and eat with us <laughs>
1: You're Like, no, thanks. I'm gonna no I back. said
0: okay and I went and I ate with them and then I drove them back to the hotel and he's like what time did you start work today? And I'm like, um, 22 hours ago. And he's like, take a hotel. I'm like, I've been in the same underwear <laughs> for the whole time. And I don't have a change of clothes. I'm not. I, once these come off of me and this shirt and these socks, it's they're not going back on. You know what I mean? And yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, well, you're tired, man. You should. I'll pay for it. And I'm like, no, thanks. So he did offer, to be fair. Um, and now I'm better prepared for these things, but... I drove home and I fell asleep on the freeway. Oh, my God. Going, you know. Did
1: you crash? Nope. Oh. I you felt, just went yeah. out. Oh.
0: But I fell asleep multiple times. I was smacking myself in the face. I had all the windows Rolling down.
1: Rolling down the windows, and turning music the music. Blaring.
0: None of it matters. No. What I found out is when your brain says enough, it says enough. And there's nothing you can do. You're going to get all these micro sleeps. Um, I did speak to, I met him at a party or something, a neuro- uh, neurologist <clears throat> years ago. And I said, you know, um, I was talking to him about that. I don't don't know how it came up. But um, he said, look, in those situations, if all you can do is pull over and fall asleep for 15 minutes, do it. He goes, because once your brain can just fully shut down, turn off and then restart itself, it'll give you an hour or so of control. You'll be able to keep your eyes open for another hour. He's like, so if you're really in dire need, at least do that
1: yeah you just have to get past that like mind thing of like i'm gonna pull over all i want to do is go home you know i don't want to pull over right, yeah, and to sure it. Uh, right and i'm sure think about it right somebody else's
0: think of, yeah think about brent hirschman i'm yeah. sure he had i mean i'm not blaming it on him but you know i'm sure he had the same kind of god i just need to get home and go to bed and michael stone who drove home 15 minute drive he died on the way Cause they'd worked an 18 hour day on a Friday and he's driving home at seven in the morning or whatever, you know?
1: Oh my God. That's the worst too. Yeah. like going home.
0: Especially when there's traffic.
1: Yeah. You're going home at like six in the morning and you've worked all night long and you're sitting in like morning traffic. Oh God. That's the worst. And you're just trying to get home.
0: I did. Um, <laughs> oh. I, I fell asleep on, on Hollywood Boulevard on the not west of where it's all west of La Brea. I forget exactly where. Excuse me. Um, In rush hour traffic coming home from the last day of a movie that we shot downtown. Or no. uh, Why would I have been? uh, Anyway, wherever it was. A 19-hour last day. And I woke up to my bumper hitting the girl in front of me. And um, uh, luckily, we pulled over. And um, she was like, I was like, "Oh, is that scratch?" She goes, "That was there before." She goes, "Don't worry about it. You barely tapped me." I was like, oh, "Okay," but I, I was—I fell asleep, you know. Yeah. Luckily, going three miles an hour and not yeah. fifty. I've
1: definitely started to fall asleep, like even at red lights. Oh yeah. we are just waiting for the red light and you're like, Ugh. yeah.
0: Well, well, remember a few years back, or no, maybe two years ago or something that that actor in Canada wrapped his car around a tree, driving home from work. I don't um, but people started suddenly, they're like, wow, we really need to talk about the Hollywood hours. He worked a 16 hour day and he wrapped his, tr-, you know, and I'm like, he worked a 16 hour day. That means other people worked 18s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because they had to be there before him and after he left. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah, and the
1: crew does it day after day. I and mean, not to lessen the the uh, amount of hours an actor works, but. But some you know, some often days they come in they, and they work
0: two hours. Yeah, and they go or home. they
1: have like a day off or a couple days off.
0: Right, right. They work the crew's maybe. there. Even the leads of a show sometimes work three days a week or, or, or four.
1: Yeah, it just depends how the. Depends schedule how it works out, but out, like yeah.
0: out of eight days, a lot of times I'll have three days off. At least two, right? When you say. And I'm talking about number one and two on the call sheet. Like.
1: Yeah, sometimes for sure. Sometimes, too. It depends on sometimes the, they the, work the show every day. and the writing as well. Like, yeah. But they're not
0: going to work the same. They're never, ever going to work the same hours as the crew. Right. They're not in every scene. Right. And, um, yeah. Um, but, I, fe- I mean, I feel it for them. I just feel it more for us. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully.
1: Yeah, and, the, and then everyone can get tired, too. Like, anyone mm-hmm. can fall asleep.
0: Of course, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've put some new stuff into, into effect that... Like, we got an hour longer turnaround on this last contract. So now we get 10 instead of 9.
1: Um, like, it's stage or location, there's all those other things, too. From stage to location. It's...
0: That's true. That's on the, you know, the normal, basic contract. Right. Everything else changes, locate. Yeah, it's always different. Um, I
1: should actually know that. But...
0: Yeah, you, I mean, I don't know if it's gone into effect yet. But it's in the contract. I think it's gone into effect, actually. Pretty sure. But... um. Yeah, so that's good. Um, I personally think we should have, like, at least 12. Because well, that's yeah, th- what gets you.
1: The actors get 12. So
0: right. Get 12, which right. is interesting. Um, wait, who, actors and who? The SAG. Sorry. Oh, SAG, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said sound for a second. No, SAG.
1: <laughs> um, Dude, there's those sound guys get 12. <laughs> no, but it's, it, you know... It's such a tough one. I sometimes think the same thing. And then other times I'm thinking if everybody gets 12 hours, I mean, just think about the turnaround on that. Like you're just getting later and later as the week goes on. Well,
0: so what what happens is you, in my opinion, you have to write a little less complicated. You have to make episodes that where you can shoot 10 or 12 hour days every day. You know what I mean? Because you can't start extending all the time. Because then you have turn big turnaround problems. You know right, what I mean. Right, you
1: have to do your twelves. Right, day.
0: right. Or th- I mean, you know, and then
1: you move based on you move the time based on, you know, like light. Yeah, well, have, okay,
0: we have like nights at the end of the week. Or right, yeah. sure, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then that way you control your schedule. You're not controlled by like forcing people to take minimum turnaround. You know, on on a show. Um. Well, I'll say it on, on I probably shouldn't, but um, on on Empire, kind of, maybe I shouldn't say it, I'm gonna say it anyway, fuck it. (laughs) Um, It was pretty much, um, it was pretty much a, a, a minimum turnaround every day. And there were multiple times when they asked me to waive turnaround so they could force me and not pay me. Oh. And they asked me to waive it. And that's part of our contract. Number one, I can't waive it. Yeah that's in the contract. They're they're asking it as if that's a thing. And I'm like, "No. Um there's a reason we made a deal. Like I don't get enough sleep as as it is, you know? And then there were days they paid and forced me 2 hours. So instead of getting, you know, 5 or 6 hours sleep, I got 3 or 4, you know? Right. Um, well, you
1: know the the DP and the ops are 11
0: mm. hours. Uh no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, whatever contract I was on in Chicago was 9.
1: Oh, Chicago might be different, but he at least here the DP and ops are 11. And a lot of times we were actually turning around and say like on Hollywood on Simon, mm-hmm. right? Like
0: It depends on the show though. It does. It's not always 11. I know it's, it's not. It's always
1: been 11 for me. All right. Well. I've never worked on anything that wasn't for DP and ops. It doesn't it doesn't always um come into play you you don't turn on the dp very often but you do sometimes yeah
0: yeah well and then you just have to force i don't know i mean they spend so much money on these shows like yeah it or sucks it's like, to take be forced turn
1: around like you don't if you don't want to push and it's like it's like by 10 minutes you just have to tell the dp and the opposite. oh uh, yeah in, 10 minutes past crew
0: calls, well the so days they, they the didn't around. pay me to to force because i said no obviously to to doing it uh, yeah well, without too. pay it's of crazy. course um but I think other people waved it to be honest, but I don't know that for sure and I'm not gonna whatever. But um
1: Well what does it do if some people are waving it and some aren't? Like then you have got like
0: Well then I come late. Certain crew. They make me take my turnaround.
1: Alright. One day it was working without you. One
0: day it was an hour and a half. And the <laughs> the DP was mad at me when I got there. Where the fuck have you been? I'm like, I had to take my turnaround. He's like, Oh
1: well, you shouldn't. Well, I mean, because that means he should have taken his suit because he's the same.
0: Well, I don't, I can't say. I don't know if he waived it or if they were like, fuck, we can't shoot without him. So we have to right. just pay to force him.
1: Well, some people do just come in early, you know. Yeah. And it's just their thing. You know, I've had DPs that just come early every day. And it's not, you can't get started That's before for the them, crew though. is That's in. That's for but, them
0: to plan and prep yeah. a little. It's, I get it. And like, look, some assistants come in some of them come in a half hour early and they get all their little shit done in that time but they take their time and they have i think some of them have a little bit of alone time and you know on the truck you
1: can get breakfast
0: right and there's a whole thing against doing that i know in new york they like won't unlock the truck until like the second call time hits or the second your call Uh, oh really yeah they won't unlock the truck like it's a giant no-no yeah, you know, the difference
1: um, between like the Teamsters in the, I mean I've heard the that the East anyway, Coast I and the West Coast is 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 interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. And anyway. Yeah, there's I, definitely I I I moan about rules. this a lot, but you know, the hours I love my job. I love what I do. But the hours are brutal. The
1: hours are brutal.
0: You know? And it it's not about the working long hours. It's it's the it's that short turnaround where I don't have time to like go meet a friend for a beer or two.
1: No, you basically go home to take a nap and then right wake up and do it again.
0: Right, uh, you know, you go home and shower, and you know, yeah, um,
1: yeah, it's hard sometimes. Like by as the, the time as I try to just decompress,
0: on. you know, I need a, l- a few minutes to decompress yeah. and like chill, and you know, you get five hours. Like yep. if your turnaround's nine hours, I'm getting essentially five hours a night. You know, if I'm if I don't have to drive anywhere far. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I tend to get five to six hours a night. Right. That's like the and average.
0: You, and you know what? You know what? Sleeping that much gets you a 40% increase in stroke. Really? Yeah. Well, there's two different stats. One is for stroke <laughs> and one is for heart. So working long hours, I think, increases your, uh, uh, your your chance of heart disease or heart attack by like 40%. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I've heard, I've read these things, but I'm not an expert. So go look it up yourself if you're listening. But there are huge increases to not sleeping and to working super long days. Like they, they did a test, it was on people who work 11 hours a day. That's the longest one they've done. They don't even test people who work 15 every day. Cause wow. it's like, who was crazy? Who's,
1: who's crazy enough to do that? Right.
0: <laughs> Cause they're talking about like, oh, doctors who work long hours, they work up to yeah, 11 they hours work a day. Crazy hours. And yeah, well, when they're residents, they do. They work 24 hours sometimes. Mm-hmm. But they also have a bed where they can go sleep for an hour
1: yeah that's true we can't sleep Right. We just work, work work work
0: work yeah and th- and now with some shows so have you done a show that's French hours yet no okay so Netflix is starting to do this I haven't done it yet on like a movie or a show um, <clears throat> some people love it they say we either what was that guy telling me we did 10 hour days every day it's French hours um, there's always food around and but we stuck to a 10 as a matter of fact I think they shot the last two Avengers that way I think Jeff Haley told me that hmm. they were doing under 10s a lot of days um, but the problem is and they want this into they, they, they fought to get this as part of the contract so they could do it because they yeah. want to do it the problem is okay it's fine if they're doing 10s or even 12s maybe um, it's when they want to do French hours then they want to work 16 every day you know what I mean? Right. You get no break. So I'm not necessarily yeah, against that. It kind of sucks. Like, so many shows do an hour break now. Yeah. Like, well,
1: the half hour t- usually ends up, it's, it's 40 about 45 minutes, minutes, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But a lot of shows now are an hour, especially on stage shows. Like, the show I've been day playing on at Fox is uh, uh, an hour every day because it's a walk away. Right. Um,
1: yeah and they save they save some money doing that well, they're not paying for all the food if it's y- a walk away
0: right well, like Empire was an hour every day, but they had they fed us everywhere, even on the stages but um it was more of a i think it was more of a talent turnaround thing like we always had so much talent and they all need wardrobe changes, you know what I mean so yeah. I think it was more about that all the time.
1: Yeah, that stuff, that's always tough, because that stuff takes time during the day. Yeah. Hair, makeup, and costume changes. and hmm Yeah. Yeah. Those departments are always, like... Because they always are rushed. I feel like they're just rushed. Rushed, rushed, rushed. <laughs> Especially yeah. by my department. How long it's going to take you to do this?
0: <laughs> right.
1: I feel bad, but...
0: No, and, like... kind of just the way it is. My so. friend Peter's a makeup uh, person, and he's he's told me stories about PAs that, like... He tells them a half hour, and then 15 minutes later, they're knocking on the door. And he's like, I fucking told you, a ha- like, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Like, it's happened with me, too. Like, yeah. how long to build the rig? Like, if you're on a commercial or something, and AD's like, how long? And you're like, oh, I need 20 minutes or wh- whatever the number. And then 10 minutes later, the PA's like, um, Anastasia's asking how long you'll be. <laughs> I'm like, it's been ten minutes, so uh, you guys can probably do the math on that. It's another ten.
1: Yeah, well, there's always that hope. That this I know,
0: made. I know. It's not that big. It's really yeah. not that big a deal, but it does. It is kind of funny. It is funny. <coughs> um, well,
1: and then think about what it's like to be that PA. Too. Well, you probably have been because you sounds like you did some PA work. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I did. I started. Uh, I started in Orlando as I had worked in news, shooting news, and then I came back to Florida and. Kid could not get a job doing anything with a camera. So somehow I fell into being a PA. It was mostly commercials. And Mm. those were good days. Those were fun times.
1: I did a bunch of like commercials as a PA.
0: Yeah. Well, that's all it was (laughs) in Orlando for the most part in Florida. Um, There was a rare feature that would go through. I missed. I started in the business kind of after there was this whole Orlando. They started calling it Hollywood East kind of yeah before i can
1: remember that
0: yeah from the earth to the moon shot there and parenthood and some movies and stuff you know and and then there was a bunch of nickelodeon shows and this and that and that that all that had all not all nickelodeon was still there when i started i worked for them a bit but f- for the most part it that had fizzled by the time i got there so but it was a lot of commercials a lot of commercials
2: mm.
0: um and if you were in, there were, like, two full, like, really solid crews there. Like, really full um, full departments of good people. Um, and then there was, like, a third kind of, you know, when it was really busy, everybody would be. I remember one year, well, a couple of years, like, you, you could work, like, every day in January and February for the most part. Um, which is great, because yeah. August, nobody wants to shoot there, so... <laughs> because it's you know 95 and 98 percent humidity
1: yeah yeah commercials were fun because like if you like you're saying if you got in as like that that crew that yeah you, you the got hired crew, yeah. at, the core crew at like one of those production companies you could work all the time and you got more money mm-hmm. on a commercial than you did uh working on a movie or yeah i actually didn't do very much tv as a pa at all oh really i just did all movies and, and commercials
0: a little bit of deadwood
1: yeah, but that... Yeah, I guess so. I kind of forget about that. It was such a short one because I, I didn't stay long. You didn't do the whole long, thing, man. right, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You were telling me, actually, on Best Day, Worst Day, about getting hired while working on Deadwood and running people to set.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got a call. <laughs> was this a random call? I still don't even know where the guy got my number. Oh, know. really? To this day? <laughs> yeah, or I just don't remember, but I remember... Him, you know, yeah, I was running base camp on Deadwood, and I was inviting cast to set, and we're chatting on the phone, and he's asking me questions. And they're he's just chatt- actually interviewing like you, com- yeah. And the cast is coming out of their trailers, and they're jumping in the golf cart, and I drove him over. He later told me that he was like, that was what made him want me. And the only reason so I t- I was telling you because we got into a conversation about leaving jobs and how that used yeah. to be. It used to be like really like. Not a good thing. Right. And the, really the only reason I did it um, was because it was definitely a lateral move. It was a PA job for a PA job, right? Sure. Um, but at the time, my grandfather was still alive and he was living in Baltimore. Oh. And that's where Step Up was shooting.
0: Yeah, it was for Step Up, right. <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. And they were going to, actually it was a total boondoggle too, because hardly ever as a PA do you get flown somewhere and put in a hotel room too. Right. And that's what they were offering.
0: Normally they do they make you work local or something.
1: Yeah, like normally they would, they would just hire them. all the PAs themselves, or, or if local. wanted to. They do just, it, hire would, yeah, right. just hire them
0: locally. Yeah, right.
1: But for some reason they were bringing someone in to run base camp, okay. on step the first step up, and um, I was like, holy fuck, man, like. I can see my grandfather every weekend. Right. And um, oh, you're such
0: a good granddaughter. That's nice.
1: I was just well, he's a great guy. That's was good. clear. But it was fun. And good. Baltimore's a fun town too. And like yeah, being part of the first step up and cool um, was a lot. That was that was a really fun one to work on. I had a really good time down there. And then every weekend, my grandfather would come and pick me up. And we'd go down to the Air Force Base for like uh, brunch. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was like really. You know, he was really old at that time. And every time I got in the back of that car with him and his wife, I was like, sure, I was going to die. <laughs> but, but it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then he'd, we'd sit there and he'd tell his World War II story. He's a pilot in World War II. And, you know, oh, he was wow. Just like, he was just a great storyteller, too. He's mm. a great talker. And he's just, like, an awesome dude. And so to be able to spend all that time with him was, like,
0: totally worth it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But you... You basically lost a work contact because of that.
1: No, no, no. They, oh, that they one was Yeah, that was
0: Oh, sorry. You were telling me another one. Yeah. Again. Anyway. They, uh, uh, we don't have to rehash the whole...
1: <laughs> no. In fact, you know what? Actually, uh, an AD that I know from Deadwood ended up calling me years and years later because she saw my name on the, um, the availability list. Uh-huh. And that's when I went in and did some uh, day playing on True Blood, which was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, you did True Blood? Just
1: some day playing. Right. And, and actually, day playing, if you can get a really good like day playing gig, it's nice in between because I was doing like two or three days a week with oh, them. Oh, Because they were doing so many double ups. Yeah. And um, it's not a bad living, two or three days a week. And you're also not, <laughs> when you're the additional AD, You're not brutalized. Well, and you're not doing any of the paperwork at the end of the day. So right. it's just like, hand over your walkie and we'll see you guys on... Friday or whenever you're
0: right. (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, I've had some shows where the probably not two to three days a week all the time, but like you know, a couple days here, a couple days there, and it's really nice like to um to have that in between. I mean, honestly, if I could just day play all the time and do commercials, I I don't know. I say it now. I'm like, it'd be enough for me. You know, as long as the bills are getting paid, and you know,
1: yeah.
0: Um. But I'd probably soon get tired of not knowing the whole story and, you know, only working two days on something. Or
1: Oh, that's a good point, yeah.
0: It's nice. Like, having... You know, I hadn't done a movie until last year in, like, three years or something. and um, Or maybe two. <clears throat> but, like, a whole movie, you know? And I went and did this movie, and it's so nice to, like, read the script, meet with the D.P. and director ahead of time and talk to them about you know what they want it to look like and either feel and you yeah. know what i mean and like yeah. um, it's a totally that small about amount of prep work that i get to do once in a while like one day's worth
1: is nice it's
0: still nice yeah well no it gives you an idea and you're not walking in and then like you know somebody's yelling at you because they don't like the headroom in a particular you know what i mean like shit like that that happens yeah and, um uh
1: or you're just like the random new guy for a day.
0: Right, yeah. right. And, and and also, like, in a lot of cases, um, you're you're not the DP's person. So, like, A first on main unit will hire everybody. Now, every dynamic is different. But right. a lot of times, the A first is like, uh-uh, you're getting my guys. So the second unit DP gets who he gets. Mm-hmm um sometimes they allow them to bring it just depends right yeah and so um or maybe the the a the a uh the main unit dp is gonna have to approve everybody or who knows but anyway they get people they don't know sometimes and they don't have a rapport with or they have no history with and it can be kind of weird. It can be great. It's a great way to meet new people, you know, in the yeah, business. Yeah, if somebody's but,
1: good, you know. Yeah. But a lot of times that comfort thing too, of just like at least knowing that you know somebody and that you know how they work is mm-hmm. is meaningful as well.
0: Yeah. And it's like having a, I don't know. I was going to say it's like having an argument with somebody you've known 10 years and having an argument you've known for two days or one day. Because <laughs> like it's going to have a different ending, 'Cause the respect level and how much you care about that person is totally different. Right. You know? Yeah. So like like you know that if you hire a second that you've been working with for five years, even if they screw up, you know that very rarely happens and and you can understand why and easily forgive them for their mistake, right? right? But if they're like your day one and somebody else hired them for you and they make this big mistake You're like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Who are you? Like, who
0: is this? Who who's this moron? You got me, (laughs) right? And meanwhile, that's the first mistake they've made in five years, but you don't know it because it's day one or day two. You know? I don't know (laughs) who you are. Yeah. So I don't know. It's (laughs) kind of it's kind of funny. Totally fucked me. Right? Yeah. (laughs) It's super fucked me. Thank (laughs) you. Uh, No, but it's like the it's like the battle between the grind of being on a show full time and the the niceness of working three days a week or yeah. whatever and not being so brutally tired every yeah. day anyway
1: but then you always know that it's gonna come to an end so that's right. like my favorite thing to do is just let a show finish and just take some time to myself mm-hmm. one of my most favorite things to do is to watch uh the lord of the rings trilogy my my best friend he just he laughs at me i've never seen it and i'll always like text him i'm at the gates of mordor you know oh really (laughs) that's funny (laughs) because it's it's so long and and it takes a little bit of a commitment but it's like this way that i allow myself to just like shut myself is that like your closure yeah a little bit because i shut myself up in the house um now i know i'm committed to like six hours of it and it doesn't not necessarily i don't watch it in all in one day right um But I know the show's over, so I'm not going to get, like, that weekend call. Because, like, ADs, we're always getting phone calls and emails all the time, all the time. I mean, maybe everyone else does, too. I'm sure everyone else does. But, like, we're never off.
0: No, I don't. I mean, it's not completely true, but in theory, you know, they say rap and I can turn my brain off the job.
2: Right.
0: It's not always true. But, um, uh, but for the most part, nobody's calling me on the weekend to, you know, my gear's all there right you know that's kind of it so sure there's always an exception to that but yeah um so yeah you take it home with you a lot more than we do Mm -hmm. um but you know that's that's the job
1: yeah it's a job and and i i can't even i just love it so much i've had such a good time and i've been um super grateful for the career that i have had Mm -hmm. um yeah i just i think back on all the work that i've done and all the amazing people that I've worked with and I just go, Holy moly. Like this is yeah. amazing. Like I'm super blessed.
0: Yeah. I do that sometimes too, you know, cause sometimes cause I've had some rough ones where you work with tough people and, and unfortunately those are the ones that stick in your mind a lot, but I've worked with so many great people. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yes, there are a small of, amount of Hollywood people who are big egoed assholes who treat people like shit and blah 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 and use their power in the wrong ways and all the t- traditional stereotypes, but like ninety nine percent of them, including the actors, are super cool people. Mm-hmm. They're normal. They're really hardworking. <laughs>
2: yep.
0: You know, and, and and everybody's different. So we're all of us are quirky in our own little mm-hmm. ways. But like, you know, I've met, I've met grips with masters masters degrees, and you know, like. Directors who didn't finish middle school, and you know what I mean? Like uh, the whole range of everything. The whole
1: range of everything. The whole
0: near. range of everything. Like, I imagine if you're, like, if you work in medicine, if you're a nurse or a doctor, like, everybody you know has like advanced degrees, and like, in a certain way, a lot of them have the same life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, or if you work, I don't know, um, in just like a corporate business office like a lot of you have the same path there right i'm sure there are differences but like i don't think anywhere like the movie business no you know it's just so and no one gives a fuck like no one's ever asked me where i went to college i mean people have asked me but like it's never mattered for where for getting a job yeah. no one gives a shit yeah no one no one cares if i went to kindergarten <laughs> like they really don't they don't that's care true. if I got any degree from anywhere at, as long as I know what I'm doing you yeah know? I never
1: thought about that it's totally true yeah
0: no one cares and that's basically true for everyone in the business until you start getting into like um, maybe accounting and executives like business Yeah, stuff. Well I think
1: there's some prestige in like some things like directors that go to like USC and cinematographers and things like that. They go to schools right? That are yeah like, but. Like NYU film school. I think that uh, kind
0: of. That's a networking thing though.
1: Well I mean I guess it does maybe come from having gone there. Yeah. Um, but I imagine in certain circles it means something right? Like where you yeah. went. Yeah. Even in our industry. AFI
0: is the same way. Like AFI people which I know a handful of them they always hire other AFI people, and, like, they're, like, super... Have you noticed that, or no? I don't know. Oh, you know. okay. Um, yeah, there are less of them than there are, like, USC and NYU people. But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know.
1: Well, that's probably true in any industry, right? Where you hire buddies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Oh, nepotism. I mean, I was working on a show. <laughs> uh, I day play on the show sometimes where... One of the leads' actual husband got a, a guest arc. You know? A what? Guest arc. Oh, on guest the show. arc.
1: Okay.
0: And, you know, so uh, this person's a working actor. So I can't say they don't deserve it or anything, but I mean, the nepotism is real. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, might he have gotten the job without her there? Maybe, but. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying uh, to call anybody out.
1: No, no, it's um, hey, you it's know how I, I mean. got my first job so. Right,
0: right. I mean, actually, um, some of your jobs are interesting that we haven't talked about yet. Can we? Can we take a a, a minute break and yeah. then we'll we'll come back and talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Thanks. Okay, we're back. <laughs> you we're you back. just, we finally, we stopped chatting and decided <laughs> to record again. Um, you said the last movie you did was Straight Outta Compton? Straight Outta
1: Compton. My yeah. friend
0: Colin Hudson did that. Okay. Operating. Uh, I
1: kind of remember that name. I'm just, I, I'm really bad at, like, yeah, I know, I know. time goes by. I'm That's like, fine. And we also work with so many people. Yeah. That's why we always I, we always play that game. Of like when you recognize oh, okay. someone, you're like, "Where do I know you from? What did we work on?" Yeah, and no one ever can remember. Some people remember.
0: I went a really long time with somebody, and we knew we'd work together, and couldn't figure it out for like a month and a half, and never did. I forget what we were working.
1: Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't show up on the IMDb. Or I could- actually had that experience with one of the actors on Shooter, and he and I were like we know each other Mm -hmm. and we've definitely worked together before and I could not remember and he could not remember and then the first time I called him my name came up in his phone Uh, I didn't have his number uh, in in my phone uh but he had mine and and we still to this day were never able to figure it out and nothing that I did was on his IMDB
0: (sighs) that's hilarious yeah so weird yeah well I mean yeah could have been when you were a PA. It could have been. A, you never know. No, not when you were a PA. You probably, you probably wouldn't have had your number, right?
1: Well, if I ran, I actually, yeah, if I ran base camp, then yeah. Right. Um, Even though you're not supposed to do that as a PA.
0: You're not? No. Nah. Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's like a the union position. So PAs aren't supposed to run base camp, but they do.
0: Oh, I had no clue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought you meant for a second that they weren't supposed to get numbers of... No. Nah. Because you guys are always emailing and
1: yeah, the second texting these, them and, and the, Yeah. So oh. if you run Basecamp, you're the one that's giving everybody like call sheets and mm-hmm. at the end of the night, the actors. And then also if they're not there or they've left already, but they're working the next day... You're making sure
0: they know their call time. You're making sure they
1: know their call <clears> time and all that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, you're also the one constantly getting the hey can they move that scene in the morning because i want to go work out or whatever stupid <laughs> like i know actors do that sometimes i'm sure a lot of them don't but
1: sometimes yeah yeah I- i've had not shows where some there's a ton of that mm. not like hey i need to work out but like hey i've got this thing i need to I need this day off this day off
0: right i have an audition for this big movie i want to go to and or then other
1: shows not so much right it's just sort of random
0: yeah I've 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 been on a couple where it, you hear the ADs just like smacking their head like, Are you fucking serious like <laughs> hey my mom's in town you know what I mean like it's always like and the way he made it seem is always like something yeah you, you gotta
1: know. you gotta go through above us though and get
0: of course that's my too. point it's yeah. like you know it's like what yeah. call the studio yeah. call your agent and have them call them like yeah. you know what I mean like Anyway. I had
1: an actress once when I was a second that used to call me and try to get me to do it and I'd be thinking in my head, I'm like, I can't just change the schedule. Right. It's like, I gotta get permission.
0: <laughs> well, they think cause you write the call sheet that you and can want. And I make the schedule,
1: yeah. And like if I'm so I, if I'm prepping and I'm the schedule's not set yet, she would call me and like, uh, Hey, I need this and I'd be like, All right, well I'll run it by the so and so and I'll let
0: somebody who has a, yeah, a decision we'll do what to make. We can, yeah, <laughs> right? but it was just so weird because I
1: was like, I can't, I can't.
0: Right. <clears throat> That's funny. Well, you know, I mean, it's if it's a legit thing, like, it's fine that they call you. But seriously, like, call your agent.
1: Yeah, but I can. I That's could, what
0: they're there for, right? And
1: technically, yeah, if I'm in prep and I'm moving strips around, you know, I could, I could do that. But then. If I if right. I've done it yeah, yeah, right, and yeah. now she thinks oh, yeah. she has that day off, and yeah. the schedule changes, and then
0: right because you can't guarantee it,
1: I can't guarantee right. it, and then I'll get in trouble for arranging a day off when because <laughs> she's
0: gonna moan that you did it for her, and now it got changed, and
1: now it got changed. Right. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, you're just being you're just being accommodating as far as like, well, this could be Thursday yeah. or Tuesday, so I'll make it Thursday.
1: Yeah. So I would just never right. do that.
0: <laughs> no, that's smart. No, it's smart not to because you're just gonna get yourself in more trouble. Yeah. Um. One, one thing I do like that is, like, like the other day I heard um, one of the other cameras, they were going to be on a dolly, and then I heard the, the the DP tell him, no, I want you to do it handheld. Um, and they were having the discussion, and he's like, it's definitely not dolly, it's definitely handheld. And he's like, okay, well, he had already told his second, we're going to jump on the dolly, blah, blah, blah. And... So on my way walking out to talk to my assistants, I was like, hey, by the way, he's doing handheld now. And he goes, oh, really? And I was like, I just heard him. I'm just trying to be a comment, you know, like helpful.
1: Yeah, you're just giving information. Because
0: he's putting the head on and everything right now and then it's all going to change, right? So mm-hmm. um, so I'm just trying to give him like a head start. Well, then he comes back out and they've, they've totally changed her mind and it's on the dock. <laughs> so, and, and then he's like, Brad, fuck. And he's annoyed with me and I'm day playing on a show, you know, and I go, number one, don't listen to me. Number two, my bad. I was <laughs> all shut up now.
1: Well, and that's the thing. Anything can change as soon as you turn around. Something can change. And, yes, and you don't exactly know right. It you and it's not my, my camera. Yeah. It's
0: not my camera. It's not my business to do it. And it's not like I do that shit a lot. It was just one of those weird confluences of I'm walking out and You're I, walking I by. heard him tell him that. Then he left, and then I heard him say, definitely not Dolly, it has to be handheld, and I'm on my way out the door, and he's right there, and, you know, whatever. (laughs) And I knew as as soon as I said, I'm like, I probably shouldn't tell him this. Let them tell him, you know, let him deal with his own camera. No
1: good deed goes unpunished.
0: That's kind of what I was thinking. Although, to be fair, there's such a nice crew there at that show that, like, nobody was really... Because later I was like, hey, sorry about that. He goes, I don't give a fuck. Like, he didn't care. Yeah. So, it's fine. Other shows, people are all weird about. Yeah, it's so funny stepping. the different things
1: that people get weird about. And then, there, well, like you said earlier, there's like so many different personalities, right? And, mm-hmm. that, and we're dealing with that. Like, especially as an AD, like, as a first AD, deal I'm with running the set. And yep. I'm in charge of everybody and disseminating information and having to deal with all the personalities yeah um and you know fighting your way through all of that and trying to do it with a smile and
0: uh yeah and in you know in the we didn't work together very long but um we essentially did one episode together kind of i think i did seven days or eight days or something right with you um but you were very very kind and cool and Easygoing, which is why I wanted to have you on. I think the last day I was like, "Hey, do you want to come do the podcast?" Yeah, and um, yeah, you're easygoing and like, um, uh, uh even tempered, which is great. You know, some ads get rockets. Most are great. You know, but yeah. Um,
1: well, I think uh, like the old school, the, like you hear all these ads that are like yellers. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. I think the the days of Yelling at people and are kind of gone. I think they're still out there and it still happens. Yeah. Um, but that kind of thing is is kind of frowned upon now.
0: It was happening pretty hard when I was starting the business.
1: Oh yeah, me too, man. And I started in the '90s.
0: I started in '98.
1: Um, yeah, so I started in '96, I think. Okay. It was my first job. Yeah. And um, I saw a yeah, battery. It's so different now.
0: I saw a first throw a walkie battery at a PA.
1: Oh my God, I heard someone t- t- tell me the same thing recently.
0: Really? Yeah. Or did I say it on the podcast? Because I've told the story. Oh. I'll do Oh, the...
1: was you? Yeah, it was you. you it was tell, Yeah, okay. t- you told the story. So you heard that. the story. Yeah, yeah.
0: So he wasn't like heaving it to her head or anything. And the f- crazy part is, a few years ago, I did a pilot and I go, I know you. And I'm like, I was trying to figure out where and it was him. Um, I. Don't agree. I knew why he did it. I didn't agree with him doing it.
1: Right.
0: He wasn't trying to hit anybody, but if he had accidentally not thrown it the right way, he could have really hurt somebody. Right. You know? But yeah, um, you
1: shouldn't throw stuff.
0: <laughs> fuck no. And no running, man. And if you're an AD, please stop telling people to run
1: on uh, set. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, Don't run.
0: <sighs> Every time I see it, I'm like... Because, you know, I, um, I knew a guy in Florida uh, very briefly... But he was running, and he it, it had been raining, and he ran around a corner because the AD's like fucking run, get it, get the thing out of the truck or whatever it was, right? And he's running back to set, and he goes from like pavement to like a like a flat concrete, and then it's a little wet, and he slips and he breaks his leg.
1: Oh my god!
0: And production's like, shouldn't have been running. Good luck. <laughs> that's on you, man. You know, if uh, that's on you, we're freelancers, like. They can cut us off real fast.
1: Yeah, we're still at work. I don't think that's gonna work very well. He well. might
0: have got workers' comp or yeah. whatever. Whatever it was, I don't. I don't know exactly. But yeah. um, but like, don't do that. Stop. Yeah. You know.
1: That's the one thing that I've I've been told uh, a lot is like, don't run. Like, because it, it. There's something about the way it, it looks too, right? Like you're not gonna save that much time from running, right? So like, right. Just like, because running sort of. Imparts panic in a sense. Uh-huh. And you never want to show panic.
0: <laughs> right. You can walk with purpose. You can walk. You know, yeah.
1: You can do something quickly without.
0: It's just unsafe to be like, you know. Yeah. I, anyway, you shouldn't have to run for, work. you know, they're paying us for our time. Like, yeah. do it.
1: Well, and we're not. quickly brain and it's efficiently. Either, ju- right.
0: It's, right. Like, it's not, it's not one rocket science. I'd love that one. It's not rocket surgery.
1: <laughs> rocket <laughs> science. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, well, so so speaking of that, I wanted to ask you about safety. Um, how much has safety changed for you in your career as an AD? Like a shitload? Like how yeah. the studios treat it? I yeah. think it has, yeah. It's changed a lot, yeah. 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 What kind of safety classes do you guys take? Because I know you don't take the ones we take.
1: No, there's a, a general one that we take. Um, but we're not required to take um, any of like the specific ones. I actually think that we should. I think me too Um, that that they should change that because if we're gonna be in charge of safety exactly then we should know but there's a lot of stuff i've learned too over the years like say with guns and the prop the prop guys come and bring you the guns and show you like whether it's plastic or whether it's a real one and then the other thing that i've learned is like shaking the the bullets the 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 if, blanks? The blanks, yeah. If you hear a little rattle in there, that means it's, you know, a blank.
0: Right, because so, you can hear the gunpowder. Yeah, so if we're actually firing,
1: the, uh, they'll, the prop guys will come over and I'll shake. And then you do, you put, they have it in one, they hold both their hands open, right? So you take one out of one yeah, hand yeah. and shake it and put it, it, in, put in, it the in the other hand right. and you shake them all. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they load them in there.
0: Then they stick the thing through the barrel, and then they stick it through yeah. the crack. Yeah. Or good. if
1: it's empty, if it's not shooting, and just guns on set, like in holsters and things, they mm-hmm. bring them over. And just, just making like, sure they're clear. Yeah, you look at it, make sure there's nothing in there. And then you always make an announcement that there's, like...
0: Cold guns on set. Cold gun. Right. Or, you know. Or hot gun or hot whatever. Hot right. yeah. Sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. I mean, about you taking the classes, I totally think... I mean, you guys are... Sp- Supposed to be the top safety person on set, yeah. aware of safety. And we, I've taken like, I can't, I don't know, 10 different safety classes, including a a process, a camera car class, a lift class, mm-hmm. how to drive lifts, how to, um, a scaffolding class. No, did I take scaffolding? Um, general safety, uh, uh ear and eye protection. You haven't taken all that chemical class, Mm-mm. right? So, like, all this shit <laughs> that, like, I mean most of it is common sense but there's some things where I could be like that's that's not safe and like something I learned in a safety class and some 80s will be like yeah it is fine cuz they don't know yeah you know or they might yeah. not they might not agree with me even though anyway yeah no
1: I totally think that we should have to take that and 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 even just from a personal liability thing right like if sure. you're going to tell me mm-hmm. I'm in charge of all this stuff then you should require that I take all the stuff so I can learn all about
0: right. it. Right, right, right. Especially
1: well, like pyrotechnics and things like that.
0: Yeah, the thing, the thing about <laughs> that's the that's the funny part. You're like, I should take them, and we're like, the only reason they want us to take them is so that they can point at us and go, "Well, we gave them the class." If something goes wrong. <laughs> It's well, like Well, it's interesting liability.
1: that a camera guy is taking a pyrotechnic class. Where are you? No,
0: I did not take a pyro class. One. That's weird. Well, Why? we go in lifts
1: because you go in lifts. Yeah. Yeah. No, we go true.
0: pretty much everywhere. Um, there are certain things we didn't have to do, but I had to learn how to drive both a scissor and a, and a um whoozy lift. Got him. Yeah. What are those things? The other one,
1: condor,
0: the other condor. Um, and condor. <laughs> and 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 honestly, I've been I've been 135 feet in condors. Oh my god. Um. When you go like that, like you move like an inch, the it whole moves. thing wobbles. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. We had to use a, a lift, a scissor lift to get on a roof once uh-huh. on the show oh, so, so we you could did shoot have to up there, but there lift. was no way to get up there except for this lift. And it was like almost fully extended and even just walking yeah. off of it, you could feel that thing moving.
0: Right. So see, you should have a lift class too. Because if everything went wrong and you had to drive it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, look, I'm really I always good
0: at, go up. I always, I always have a grip driving it for the most part, right? Right. So, but if that guy has a heart attack, I know how to bring it. I can drive it. You can
1: drive it. Yeah. yeah. I ask a lot of questions, and and that's the one thing about like, say, if you're doing a stunt, uh-huh. right? Like, you've had a meeting several meetings about it you've you've worked it out with the stunt coordinator everybody knows what's gonna happen and how it's gonna work right
0: they all know the plan
1: yeah and i'm i'm like i'm just such a curious type person anyway i'm always asking people different questions about their equipment and stuff like that so yeah you know it's not the same thing as a safety class obviously but
0: um no that's common sense that's just learning what's going on exactly what's happening and then and then if you're not sure you're i'm sure you're saying like well what's the safest people can stand uh what's the you know right yeah all that
1: that stuff totally and like i get really super involved with like the effects coordinator or like i just said the stunt coordinator and and then when you do the safety meeting on set you bring them in and get you I will totally give like the generalities of what's going to happen, right? And then I'll have the effects person or this or the stunt coordinator um talk about this a little more specific, yeah. right? And then
0: and then later everybody breaks off and gets even more specific. Yeah.
1: and where you can be and have you exactly. ever seen
0: stunts and stuff go wrong? No, never. Mm-mm. I've seen. Have you ever seen them overdo it? So.
1: Well you know Not what actually quite I did wrong, see. But like way bigger wrong. than it should have
0: been or That did actually
1: you? may have been the my worst day on set ever. Um, but I saw uh, what's his name hit that stunt guy. I was there that day on shooter.
0: I don't know about this.
1: Um I can't remember his name. The actor. Anyway, it was awful.
0: Well so an actor
1: uh an actor got because
0: so, i have no, I didn't hear anything about this, so yeah
1: yeah, so he got he drove a car that was not um part of the stunt it was nothing that we had ever discussed what? And, um
0: an actor just jumped in a car during a scene
1: well so yes,
0: wow, At, towards
1: the end of the scene and and it was yeah, it was bad, so he just took off. And oh peeled around. There's had been this big gunfight. And um, this is actually really hard to talk about because uh, me and the stunt coordinator, like, when we realized what was happening, we both jumped out from where we were because we were hiding in the back of this uh, hangar mm-hmm. at this airport where we were shooting. Where and, was this? Uh, out in Aguadulce. Okay. And um, it was a tiny little airport out there. And when we heard the... Cause, the way we rehearsed it and went over everything like no none of the cars moved right right and um the only reason the keys were in that car was because he was sitting in it in between takes because it was really hot out there and he was turning the ac on on. um and all of a sudden at the end of the scene like there's been this big shootout so there's like stunt guys laying all over the ground
0: Uh uh-huh That have been, uh, quote-unquote, shot to death or whatever. Quote-unquote, shot. Right, right.
1: Yeah. And all of a sudden, he just gets in the car, and um, we hear the car start, and my memory is a little bit... Were you watching a monitor? No, we were just, just weird down, because the shot was actually, like, um, like a POV shot from way over on this, like, mountain.
0: Oh, wow, okay. So the
1: camera was, like... Way across the... Up on this long mound, Super long lens and across even like the little small landing strip. Right. That was out there.
2: Huh.
1: And um, we kind of looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck? And then we heard just the gas go and screeching tires. And we both jumped out and started running. And... Sorry. He peeled around this the cars and went around the backs because the cars were all set up in like this circle Uh and um just ran over a guy
0: the guy that was laying there
1: yeah
0: did he did he die no
1: no he did not die
0: is he did he is he permanently
1: um you know i'm i think he's okay i don't know if he's if he's working anymore um
0: Mm. And this was a stunt guy? Yeah, it was a stunt guy. Is that show over?
1: Yeah, yeah. It got canceled after three seasons.
0: Who, um, it was one of the main actors or no?
1: Yeah, I just can't remember his name. Tom, Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Uh, Oh. Yeah. That actually, I can put that down as my worst day on set ever.
0: Got it. So he did like a little arc on the show. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because I'm looking, I, I I normally don't do this, but I I was gonna try to help you figure out the name. I see he did six episodes, 2016, 2017. That is that is bad. Yeah. Um. I've worked I worked with Tom Sizemore a long time ago. Um.
1: Yeah, and we rehearsed that, um, several times. Just the whole shootout, right? Were like, you the
0: first or the second, or
1: no, I was the second.
0: You're, I I mean, did the was anyone else affected by this besides the N- guy that got hurt? No. Okay, so nobody got blamed for him except for him. Yeah. What happened to him? Did he get sued?
1: He got sued. I think. Um, definitely, the uh, company got sued.
0: Oh yeah. Well, they would have to. Yeah. They. Ha- I mean, that yeah. guy has to sue them all, right? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, there was a whole lawsuit, and I. It finally ended at some point because I kept getting emails. You know, save your records. Oh really? I didn't have any records to save, but. <laughs>
0: Just in case. Yeah. Right that's crazy That yeah,
1: was horrifying
0: that's yeah, really... and I,
1: the way we rehearsed it you know that car was never supposed to move and he just got in the car and did it
0: oh okay so I'm looking it up Steve DeCastro was the guy that got hurt yeah um alleged that the actor pinned and dragged him while intoxicated during a shoot for the USA Network show so I mean we all know Tom Sizemore's reputation yeah um, I think I worked with him when he was sober and he was a little wacky, but actually really cool to me. Um, but I've heard other stories about him. Yeah. That's I've too bad.
1: Other stories. Yeah.
0: He had like a meth thing. I know he's, he's really he, bad.
1: Drug he's alcohol he's battled
0: with it for a yeah. long time. So yeah. I, there are times he's been, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they, um, uh, I can't see what they, what they ended up doing. I hate looking up stuff because it ends up it's like a Yeah, I don't they think they person.
1: sent anyone out to. Um,
0: was there to any test legal? Him. Right.
1: So, like, I, I just don't.
0: You'd think they would have immediately done that. Well, he the studio doing. wouldn't want it, would they? I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing here, but you would, you would think if it's going to be their insurance, that they're not going to be. I'm not saying they did this. I'm just saying they wouldn't be super excited to find out that he was intoxicated. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, right. that's still on them because they've hired him. Right. I mean, well, I,
1: But the thing is, when you hire someone like that, that you know has these histories. Like you, that's true. You're sort of taking your chances. You're
0: right. And I'm sure their insurance was way higher for him.
1: Well, they do definitely, I think, have higher insurance for actors like that or people like
0: that. No, right? they do. I mean, like, you know, they, they go, not only do they... Do they go get a physical? They actually go get a physical, but then they their history is taken into account. Mm-hmm. I know there are certain actors, um, for different reasons, that they they can't get bonds for.
1: Yeah, I feel like I've heard of that too.
0: I mean, we I heard this. I don't know that it's true. I don't know that whether it's true or not. I heard. I've heard many times that that's part of what happened to Val Kilmer, is he mm. couldn't get insurance and therefore a, fin- a completion bond which meant they just didn't hire him. The big studio movies, you know, yeah. you're making a 75 million dollar movie, you have to have a completion bond. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's why he did all those little indies, Salt and Sea and, you know, and all that shit. And he's a great actor. Yeah, he's great. But I've heard stories like even on Salt and Sea I heard stories like, "Fuck." Well,
1: I haven't heard much about that I mean, a little bit, but not... I mean,
0: I'll tell I'll tell what I heard and this is all hearsay, but <clears throat> um I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show before. He, uh, they were shooting way out in the desert, supposed to be salt and sea, whether they were near salt and sea or not, I don't know, but it's at Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio's meth house or whatever it was. Right. The guy with no nose that were like a pig nose. Anyway, have you seen salt? and sea, the no, movie? Never Oh, you should check it out. It's really interesting.
1: Thinking, wait, I see. It's, part of the show. it's a
0: really good movie. But anyway, so, um, so they're out there shooting, and uh, they they set up in the morning, and uh, they were getting ready to shoot, and Val won't come out of his trailer, and all of the scenes that day have him in it. So of course you know producers are calling his agent and this and that or whatever whatever they're doing. Meanwhile, the crew who are people who told me about this, um, they're like kicking a soccer ball around, they're throwing a football around, they're just passing time, right? So, hours and hours go by, and he still won't come out of the trailer, and they're like basically a negotiation's trying to get him out and Finally, like, I don't know what happened, but he finally just comes out on his own without telling anybody, and he walks out onto set, and everybody's like dicking around because they're waiting on him, and he's like, "You motherfuckers aren't even ready anyway, and goes back in his trailer <laughs> i again, I don't know if that happened or not, but that's the story I heard. Anyway, because <laughs> uh, I've yeah. always thought he's a great actor. Yeah, you know, especially Real Genius. Did you ever see Real Genius?
1: I think I did. That
0: was a joke, but it's still a great movie. <laughs> Remember the one where the guy lives downstairs? Like the math, he lives like downstairs a hole in in that kid's closet, and they make an ice rink out of the dorm. They're always playing pranks. Did you? No. You never saw this? Real Genius. Val Kilmer p- plays like a, um they're supposed to be at somewhere like MIT or something. And there's a young kid who's like 14 that goes to school there. And he ends up making friends with Val Kilmer's character, who's this the cynical genius and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, they end up making a laser for the military and all this stuff. <laughs> you know, it's a typical eighties yeah, cheesy yeah. 80s movie, but it's really movie. funny. Like, like war games. Yes. Yeah. Very much in the same, um, in the same vein, a little bit cheesier, you know, um, like, literally, there's supposedly a guy who lives down an elevator through a hole in the floor of the closet in this guy's dorm room, but he lives down underground. Like, what? <laughs> it's so... Anyway. Good movie, though. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. i may have to watch that one. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> Real genius. Um, but no, I like, The Saint is a great movie.
1: Oh, yeah. My dad did that.
0: Did he really? Yeah, what he did your dad do? Designer. I didn't know he was... Was he? Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, I actually went over to Russia to um, see him.
0: Did they shoot it, it all were, in Russia?
1: A lot of it, yeah.
0: Wow, cool. It was
1: like, I think my second or third year of college. And over the Christmas break, I went over to Moscow. And that was the early 90s, too, when like the wall had just come down and Russia was just like the Wild West.
0: Right. Where was it? Moscow? Or?
1: Moscow, yeah. And then uh. we took the night train to the classic, like, take the night train to St. Petersburg. and That's um, classic? Yeah, it's like the thing to do, I think. It is? Okay. Take the night train in Russia.
0: How long does it take?
1: It's like overnight. Okay. It's far. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you, we went to um, the Hermitage, you know, and saw that. And that, that was kind of cool, actually, because, like, I was named after the Russian princess. Oh, so, you were? So, to see, like, the, where my namesake grew up and...
0: Oh, oh yeah. so so? Do you have you have Russian heritage?
1: No, no. My mom just loved that name and kind of loved the story and.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So that's where I got my name.
0: Well, I don't. What is your? What is the heritage of your name?
1: Uh, well, my dad is Czechoslovakian, so my last name is Nemec, right. and it's it's been shortened, obviously, I think, over time. At some point, right? But Anastasia, I just got that from being named after the Russian princess,
0: right? Anastasia with a C. Yeah, that's how that was spelled too, huh? I wonder. Well,
1: no, I think the that's like the Spanish or the Greek way with a C. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom just like messed it up somehow in the hospital.
0: (laughs) Okay, gotcha. But is your dad is your dad Czech heritage or from Czech
1: heritage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. So you're not first generation, right? No, gotcha. That's cool. So is he still working, or?
1: No, he's retired now.
0: Cool, but he was a production designer. That's great. Yeah. That's um. That's I I would guess that's probably got to be one of the best jobs.
1: I yeah, I think so too. Just looking around after all these years too, like that's a good job.
0: I think my job's pretty great, but like the nice thing about production design is you they're not on set all the time. They yeah, have like
1: off doing the next they're doing thing. tomorrow or yeah. the next day. Yeah.
0: So they have all this like not on set time. That's got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being on set can be great, but it's also grueling. It's you grueling, know? yeah. Um, so it'd be nice to have a little more change of pace, mix things up a little more, kind of thing. Yeah, that's but,
1: true. I never really thought about that. You know. Yeah.
0: I mean, all the rest of us, with some exception, but well, no, all the rest of the department heads. The on-set departments—they're all on set, except yeah. for the production designer, right?
1: Well, the uh, I think the art director—you know the um, yeah—but the set dresser too. The-
0: yeah, but they're not heads.
1: No, that- well, the set dresser is like there's a head set dresser, and that person is off getting the stuff for the that's true next couple days as well. Then you have the on-set dresser and then the, the lead man and the swing gang yeah, but they who all, go in yeah, after but, hours. Yeah,
0: but they all work for the production designer.
1: Yeah, ultimately, yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, the real department head, department head. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But I get your point, too. Yeah, yeah. But Because um, there are other people like, you know, the grips, like, the best boy's not on set all day. I mean they're there but they're they're on the truck a lot on the truck and
1: and doing that whole stuff
0: dealing with equipment coming in or out and this stuff but like
1: and hiring d players but the
0: keys there the gaffers there you know the dp's there Mm -hmm. like anyway i don't know why i'm going down the rabbit hole of being on set or not but (laughs) but i did anyway (laughs) um
1: yeah so that's how i i got my first job was uh from my dad Oh, really? First PA job. First PA
0: job. Oh, I I told you in the break that I wanted to ask you. Because you were PA. When did you start PAing?
1: It was 96 or 97.
0: And when did you start acting?
1: (laughs) Because
0: I saw you have acting credits and then I figured out why.
1: Yeah, so I was uh, on Parker Lewis, I had like one line. And then I was on Melrose Place.
0: Nepotism.
1: Well, right? m- actually, not not my Melrose place. I got that on my own. Marriage. No,
0: I know, but the the so I the first looking line on up. Parker
1: Lewis to get me my SAG card. Yes.
0: Yeah, because your brother is it your brother? Yeah. Your brother was he played Parker Lewis? Yeah. Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> Which I like. I remember liking that show when I was a kid. That was, the that was 80s, a great show. Right? Yeah. Or early nineties,
1: late eighties, late eighties, right? Then early. It was three seasons.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you did. A couple other things, right? Melrose Place? No,
1: I did one. I had two lines on Melrose Place, and then I gave up my acting career.
0: Oh, you had major fortunes and decided (laughs) it was over.
1: (laughs) I decided that was not the place for me.
0: Yeah, really? Yeah. So you saw your brother having success. Was he younger or older? He's younger. Okay. So you saw him having success and were like, why not?
1: Yeah, why not? And then I went to college and studied uh, acting and theater. Oh, you did? Yeah, at San Francisco State. I have a degree in theater.
0: Oh, wow. Cool. With
1: an acting emphasis. And then...
0: That's really important if you want to be an AD.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm always like, why did I do that? Because if I'd become an AD, like, in my 20s, I would have had such a head start on everything. Oh,
0: instead of going to college? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've told people... Like, people ask... Especially other, you know, old friends of mine who have kids. And they're like, oh, so-and-so might want to go into the business. And they're going to be a junior in high school. Where do you think they should go to film school? And it's kind of a touchy thing, but I'm like, my thing is this: either send them to like business school or something else. Even if they want to go in the into the into the film business, send, get them to go to school for something else. Don't send them to film school.
1: <laughs> well, I think it depends on what you want to do, right? Like, if you want to be a grip, then I would. Or an electrician. Like, I don't know that college is necessary. But if you want to be a director.
0: Well, no. But college college can help you producer. learn and grow as a human being. You no, true. I'm not
1: saying don't ever I loved college.
0: Right, 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 right. I'm not saying you don't, like, that the school experience isn't good. I just, for the most part, like, we were talking before about USC, I think, in Best Day, Worst Day, about... I said it was like a networking thing, and I think it is. You know? Like, look at the people who are agents, producers, like, they're not, a lot of them aren't filmmakers, you know what I mean? Like, or studio execs or whatever. They went to film school and they met, you know, people whose dad owns this, or, you know what I mean? That's the way to
1: do it. And then you have the college experience because you take all those other classes too.
0: I'm fine with, no, that's why I was saying, like, if you can get into USC and afford it then go and you know but if you're gonna go to um you know tampa film school or whatever um or you know missouri state film academy i don't know if these are these aren't real things but (laughs) but if you're but if you're gonna go to some place and and like watch movies okay there's some good ones like valencia community college in orlando they make a film a semester like a feature That they bring in some real people and then they learn how to work. Well, I've always said like the way you learn to work in film is working in film.
1: That's true. No, that's true. Like you definitely don't need to go to college to be an ad.
0: Well, right. My point is if you're if you're getting practical, if you're getting something out of it, do it. If you're getting practical experience, that's good. If you're getting contacts that will later give you jobs, that's good. That's good. Um, but other than that, like if you're gonna go and like study film theory and watch movies, you can do that at home. And be go go to some set and say, hey, I'll intern for you for free for a day. And if you like me, you can hire me. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is what I did. That's how I got my first. I don't
1: first think you can do that anymore.
0: Fine. Okay. But that's true <laughs> with the way interning things. But you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, Just like go that. put yourself out there and be like, look, I want to be on a set. Yeah. Um, and learn. And throw your. I've, I've also said, if you can help it, don't do it in L.A. Do it in a smaller market where they let you. Like, I was very allowed to jump in when I was in Orlando. Mm. Um, I helped every department. Um, I helped the Grips hump sandbags and I learned to tie knots from them and um, humped four-aught cable around with the electrics and, um, you know, moved wardrobe racks and helped Crafty set their shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I've done everything. And I learned everything I needed to know about, most of what I needed to know about how film cameras worked by, by standing near the camera department and going, hey, can I help you? Yeah, push that card over there. So then when I ask them a question later, like, what's that cable? They don't mind answering because right. I'm helping them. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I'm going on a rant. But like, if your parents are going to pay a hundred grand for you to go to film school, say, mom and dad, will you give me $20,000 to live on for a little while while I get my career going? I'm going to be a PA and I'm going to learn. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you're not saddled with debt your whole life. And
1: oh, I got lucky. I went to SF State. Yeah, and way back when it was cheap. Yeah, I went to college when it was cheap too. Actually, cheap. Yeah, and um, I mean, I would never. I would. I loved it. I had such a good time. And also living in San Francisco for four years. Yeah, that's great. Is it right in the city? Is it? It's just outside. It's in the sunset, but it's in the city.
0: Where's sunset? The
1: sunset is out the sunset area of san francisco's out near the beach okay um but i was a bicycle messenger too for four years in college cool and that's really cool it was so much fun those like, still
0: exist to some degree don't they oh yeah yeah with like documents that actually need signed you can't, <laughs> that you can't
1: <laughs> i wonder if that's yeah i think it still exists of you course you still need to get stuff around town but For it was like the best job ever to get paid to ride your bike. Oh my god!
0: Well, you're a, you're a bike nut, so yeah, yeah, that's oh great. I've seen videos of some of these people, and they are harrowing. But um, yeah, they ride with a GoPro, and you see all the crazy shit that happens. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> that's yeah, really
0: cool, though. It was so fun. you you worked your way through. Yeah. Yeah, that's good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I worked, I worked during college, and uh, I just had a good time up there. I mean, San Francisco is awesome.
0: Yeah, it is. It's like one of the greatest. I love working life. up there.
1: I've never worked up there. You
0: haven't? No, I would love to mm.
1: get back up there. I still have a bunch of friends up there and stuff. That I I'm used.
0: sure you do. Yeah, yeah, it's great. My, a director friend of mine lives up there right now. Um, she's been on Susan Johnson. Um, she's, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's great. I can't wait, wait for her to do something else. But um, anyway. Um, But I need to go see her. But I I used to work for this director up there who um, he's changed now, but for a long time, like Juniper Networks, he was it wasn't in-house, but he was essentially their in-house design guy and advertising guy and marketing guy. Like he would help them design servers, but also shoot direct all their commercials like um, he doesn't work with. Now he's got a bunch of clients, but he pretty much only had one client and. He would use Steadicam once in a while, and he would use it. The first time I worked with him, it was a four-minute wonder and nobody told me before that day. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Hair and makeup changes, it went from the 80s to like 2010 during, during the commercial. While I'm in the back, it was more of an online ad thing, but there's a back room where everybody's smoking cigarettes. It's supposed to be the 80s and <clears throat> and talking and meanwhile there's wardrobe and makeup and hair changes going on a wall gets flown out it's crazy and then nobody really did a good behind the scenes video of it there's a little bit but not huh. not that much Yeah,
1: that seems like a good spot
0: for- yeah and then i came out of the room the other direction and it it's modern day so oh that's cool yeah it was really really good spot um Cause they're in like mullets and with the yellow Walkman at the beginning and there's
1: not everyone had a mullet in the eighties.
0: No, but there was there was one guy with a mullet, you know. Um,
1: <laughs> I had a, one of those tails, like a braided tail.
0: You remember had a rat the... tail.
1: Yeah, remember the tail?
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> um, actually, a friend of mine who's a hair guy, uh, I, I won't say where I don't know why, but um, he he's awesome and he had a like a. a braided rat tail that was like that long for like a couple of years and i think he finally cut it
1: that was a big one i just had one of those like little ones
0: oh he I mean, had my a hair thing. was
1: short but it was like this tiny Dude, little one there. he
0: had a thing up till like six months ago oh. <laughs> he's a very original guy though like like it worked for him yeah but
1: well <laughs> you so had a rat got. tail
0: i never had a rat tail i had it like it was a
1: tiny one and it came around the side
0: I had like the awful Bieber. Remember when Justin Bieber had that hair that like?
1: Doesn't he still? I don't
0: know. I don't know. But either. I remember when he was a kid and he had that. It's like barely apart. It's like big floppy, right. kind of long in your face. Yeah, I had that for that was high school. But <laughs> anyway, I never had bad '80s hair. Oh, besides when I was really young, my mom used to get like my bangs
2: yeah, cut like, like
0: dead. Cut. You like a bowl cut. I don't know why she did that. She didn't do it herself. She would send me to somebody, and they'd do it.
1: No, that's because that's was how it was back then. My brother had that too. When we were kids, like the perfect, just like.
0: Ugh. I remember like I got a bangs. haircut. We were going to Washington D.C. to see, you know, Smithsonian and all that stuff, and I needed a haircut. And something had happened, and we were at the Orlando airport, and we had time, and my mom was like, "Oh, there's a barber shop here." George to my dad to take Brad to get his haircut and um, and he took the shaver to me and he gave me what they later called white walls
1: uh, oh, like he like shaved really my hair to super short like
0: way above my ear and behind my ear it was really weird and I was <laughs> I hate and people made fun of me for a week before it like started to grow back in it was <laughs> awful anyway <clears throat> oh yeah 80s hair 80s hair so your brother I looked him up He is a working actor. He's still working. Yeah. That's awesome. And, I mean, the amount of credits.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's been working since he was a teenager.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And did he go to college or anything, or Mm -hmm. did he he just did the acting thing? Yeah,
1: he just did the acting thing.
0: Wow. Good for him, man. Was one of his first roles as Parker Lewis, or was that a little later? No,
1: that was a little later. Um geez one of the his first first roles that i remember was um he played one of the kids in um tucker a man in his dream oh really yeah he played noble tucker
0: jeff daniels
1: uh, no jeff bridges jeff,
0: right sorry jeff bridges yeah. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and then he did you know some commercials and things like that and then he actually did this really great uh, he was nominated for an emmy for it really um it was a Remember back when they used to do those, like, movies all the time? Those, like, for, made-for-TV movies? Oh, like Movie of he the Week. He did one called, yeah, Movie I don't know if it was Movie of the Week, but it was called I Know My First Name is Steven. Hmm. And it was a true story about a kid who'd been kidnapped um, by a guy that kept him for, like, seven years.
0: Ooh. And yeah. he, played, he played the kid He kidnapped. played Steven, yeah. And he got nominated for an Emmy, huh?
1: Yeah, I think for Best Supporting Actor or something like that.
0: Wow! Cool. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That's
1: and he was super young back then too. Yeah.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So
1: he's been, yeah, he still does it.
0: Good for him. Yeah, yeah I was actually, looking. I mean, he has shitloads of credits from 2019, and oh know, yeah, he yeah. he
1: was just here working um, last month because he he lives in Texas, so when he comes out, he stays with me. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: You guys are still tight. Yeah. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah, and actually, so one of the guys from Parker Lewis, Troy Slayton. Uh huh. I'm like. I knew he's a he he became a lawyer, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: And um, my brother still keeps in touch with him. I Actually, saw him not too long ago. We chitty chatted for a little bit because it was at this premiere that my brother for this little movie that my brother did, and um, Troy was there. And we hadn't seen each other in, like probably thirty years, you know. Wow. So we're talking, talking, talking. So yesterday, I'm voting, and he's up for a superior court judge spot. <laughs>
0: Oh shit. And I was
1: like, holy shit, it's Troy.
0: That's really funny because when you said his name, I was like, where have I heard that name? And his I maybe saw it I,
1: on the ballot. Yeah, I, I probably did.
0: <laughs> well, I wasn't, I voted. Unfortunately, I sent mine. I did it Saturday. No, I did it. Yeah, Saturday and sent it in. Put it, dropped it. I was like, I don't want to forget this because I was. And then, you know, anyway, yeah. then people dropped out and I'm like, ah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I saved mine until yesterday. Because I should have done
0: the same thing. But and I really didn't learned.
1: be for that reason. I actually did it because I just always save it till the day because I actually like to go into the precinct and mm. like see the action and see the line and like go and like actually like get the right. feeling of voting, right? Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: I had two friends that went, off. went to vote last night and they were like, the line is around the block. I, I just can't.
1: You have to. You have to do yours. <laughs> Your service, What is it? Your civil duty. Civil it's your duty, civil right? duty.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. Eh, you know. You know, one, it's interesting. One is somebody who's like, voting doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. I don't care. And we finally convinced him to vote. So that's good that he's trying. <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know what to I'm like, dude, just get an absentee ballot. Then you'll have it. Don't yeah. mail it to you. You can mail it. Then you can go in if you want. You do whatever you want. Well, well, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll show you. It's easy,
2: it's easy.
0: It's super easy. And I do. California I'm like makes really, it so easy. California now, if we're in Texas, easy. they're going to dick you around. Unless they think you're a Republican. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so insane.
1: But I love it. I, I I have such fun. Like, I was going through all the judges and, like, looking them up on and how yeah, the bar yeah. rates them and things like that. And
0: I do the same. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Well, you learn a little bit. You
1: learn a little bit. And, and
0: that's good. Yeah. You know. Um,
1: you know, it's interesting. I think I feel like in Australia we should do it like they do because like voting is compulsory there. Mm-hmm. Like you have to vote or you pay a fine. Yeah, it's everybody like everybody should vote. Yeah. Instead, we it's try a to like, small, prevent. It's a very from small
0: fine, but they also give you the day off. It's a day off work, and, we and, should do that and it's too. a twenty dollar fine if you. I think it's twenty or fifteen dollars or something very small if you don't vote, but um.
1: <clears throat> but don't, like, does the the the. A thing for the fine come in like a pink envelope, so everybody like I don't know. They know that you didn't. You vote. Right. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> As the I, postman is like I don't know. waving the colored envelope right.
0: around. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Shaming you. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I mean, you know, what less than half that's the true or not. once well, less than half the eligible voters vote. You know? Yeah. And 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 you were talking about civic duty. Have you have you ever done jury duty? Yeah, once. Okay, so you're not a throw your jury duty summons in the in the garbage then, I guess.
1: No, but can you get in trouble for that?
0: Yeah, it's against the law. But people do it all the oh, time because they don't it send it. throw it
1: away and then you say you didn't get it or right. something. Right, right. Oh, I didn't get it.
0: Because people, they're like, they don't send it by registered mail, so they don't have any proof that you got it. And so when I got jury duty, um, I did it. I lost work because of it. Not a lot, but a little bit. And um, I thoroughly, enjoy, I'm glad I did it. Um, I turned. It, they voted me the foreman. Um, Ooh, wow. We were a hung jury, which sucked, because one lady lied during uh, jury selection.
1: Lied about what?
0: About being biased towards the police. And oh. then we got in, and I should have, looking back on it now, I was the foreman. I should have gone to the judge and said, look, we have a problem.
2: Because
0: she was biased against cops. Once we got in there, it was a gun charge. It was a bad dude. He would have gone to jail for life, I think. Because it was a third strike thing. Oh. He had done, like, I found out after, he'd done, like, 12 years for attempted murder of a police officer. Wow. Um, he's not a good guy, you know. Right. Um, he was such a bad guy that I was only known as juror number nine, along with everybody else. Our names are sealed in a in court document. Because... Hmm his gang buddies would come and sit in the pews, you know, in the thing. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, But anyway, um, so we got in there, and it was probably 11 to – no, sorry, uh, probably uh, uh, 7 to 5 or 8 to 4 at the beginning, first vote. We just voted right away just to see where we were at. And then we talked to the people, and one guy was like, I just want to talk about it a little more and think about it. Like, that's why I voted not guilty, and – they were all the same, and then this lady, this one lady was just like, no, cops are all liars. They never tell the truth. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I never told the judge that, and I should have. Mm-hmm. I think they would have replaced her with one of our alternates. Um, but she was like, yeah, you don't understand. Like, And she was the only black um, uh, juror in, on the jury. I think I was one of two white people. And it was a couple of Asians and all his, the rest Hispanic, you know? And that doesn't represent LA. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, there are a lot of Hispanic people, but there are a lot of everybody else too. And it was mostly, it was like more than half Hispanic, like two Asians, one white person, and or two white, maybe there might have been two white people. I was either the only one or one of two. And then one black person. That doesn't properly represent LA, right?
1: Yeah, it's not bad,
0: though. It's not the worst, but anyway. I I just know that, look, let's be honest. Most of the people that work in our business are white. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah,
0: <clears throat> The majority. And most of the people who are- And that's that are,
1: changing now, though, too.
0: Yeah, finally.
1: Finally, yeah. It's amazing.
0: Um, and most are men. And most throw their jury summons in the garbage. Because they, <laughs> they don't know what's going to happen in two months. This is the problem with jury duty, right? right? I think more people would do it if it was next week. Right. Don't you? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm off my show right now. I'll be available next week. Fine, I'll get it over with and do it. But you don't want to lose work.
1: Almost like you should be able to go and sign up for it.
0: That's a great point. You should say, <laughs> look, I have two months of downtime. Can I do my, Can I get my jury duty yeah, over with?
1: That's a great idea. I haven't gotten one in a long time.
0: Ever since I've done it, I haven't gotten a summons. And that was that had to have been over 10 years ago.
1: Yeah, the last time I got one, I had to go to Superior Court, like somewhere south of downtown, I think. A little bit south of downtown. Oh, really? And I got excused. I didn't get even picked mm. to... Like, I got excused that day. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, phew. Most but my of other them... one I liked. I ended up in the valley somewhere on a case, I think. Really? No, it was downtown as well.
0: Mine yeah. was downtown. I was parking at the Disney... Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's where I... my Concert That one hall. was where I was on the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Phil Spector was going... Was it Phil Spector? This would have been like 08 or 09, I think. 08 maybe. Oh,
1: from when he shot that lady?
0: I think it was Phil Spector. Somebody big was having a trial. <laughs> we So getting in in the morning was a pain in the ass. And then just the elevator would was maniacal.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably how it's going to be when they bring Harvey Weinstein here to uh, put oh, him on a trial right. here in LA.
0: Yeah, it'll be a circus.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, Yeah, so there was a lot of that going on. And then... But I was really, I was really bummed because it was pretty, it was pretty clear. I mean, anyway. But I enjoyed doing it, and I think more people would if it wasn't such a hassle.
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to take time out. You don't get paid that much. It's like eleven bucks or something. And fifteen dollars a day
0: is what I got. I yeah,
1: think. some people's jobs don't pay them. Right, ours. It. Yeah, ours for sure. Right. So, Yeah.
0: Um, which which means they won't put you on. They won't put you on a long trial. People that get paid the same amount, they can be on those big three month trials or two month or whatever. Me, the longest they would give me is <clears throat> I think two weeks, fourteen days. Do you
1: think that skews the 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 jury pool a little bit? Maybe. Based on the kind of jobs people get and how they get paid? Yeah, it's could. Interesting. Um, I mean not skews it in a good or bad way, but just right. skews it a little somehow. Somewhere. Right
0: so so nobody on those long trials is going to be a freelancer
1: yeah interesting
0: they're all like yeah which is weird right
1: yeah never thought about it i
0: didn't either until you said it It makes it is weird um i do uh yeah anyway the two-week thing is still like can you imagine if i was if i was booked for two weeks and i had to do jury duty (laughs) for those two weeks you know what I mean? It's a lot of money I'm losing out, Yeah, of. That's and a lot I might of money. not have and, anything booked for them. Um,
1: yeah, we don't work all year long. Yeah, I like, think it's crazy. I've already been off four weeks. It goes by so fast. It
0: does. It does. Yeah. Um, that show was great, though.
1: Hollywood. Re- yeah. Yeah. For a lot of reasons. Oh, it was for awesome. You. Yeah. Oh my god, it was one of the greatest things I've ever done. I had such was a it? good time. Yeah. Oh, good.
0: I. I. It was I've... such
1: a challenge too. I. I just learned so much, and um, the. It, it. You know, for me, it was one of those jobs where. Every now and then, you are on a job where everybody just gels and has a good time, and no matter how crazy it gets, mm-hmm. it's it's just like everything is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty chill. Yes, it was. It was pretty chill. Me, yeah,
0: it was a big. It was like a big show, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was big. It was chill.
1: I am so excited to see it too.
0: I remember <laughs> we so were excited. doing we were doing second unit, well, double ups. Yeah, <clears throat> actually, remember we were main unit. They were yeah. calling us main unit for some reason.
1: Yeah, just it was a technicality. Anti- of, yeah, right. accounting. How?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. But but then we were gonna get like, the the big, Christmas dinner, lobster, surf and turf, and all this stuff. Did you, I don't maybe you didn't know about this part? Our unit was gonna get it, and the other unit wasn't. And the other unit was really main unit. Really? Yeah. And then they pushed it back. It was gonna be the second to last day for some reason. I don't know exactly why. We heard all this from 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 main unit, who was giving us the info. Um, then they were like, "Oh shit!" And so they they're like, "Well, we can't leave out the rest of the crew, so we'll do it for everybody." Imagine how much more that cost them. Yeah. Instead of doing one giant meal with lobster and steak, they did two, and then, uh, yeah. Anyway,
1: it's so funny. I don't remember the
0: you don't remember last
1: meal before Christmas, no.
0: You I just remember really. being so
1: excited about having three weeks off. I was like, Oh my God.
0: It was like a white tablecloth situation. Like, you do yeah, And that. they
1: always have the chocolate fondue thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
0: yeah it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Anyway. And the
1: lobster and the butter. Oh yeah. Cause I remember they they had run out of a little butter for the lobster. Oh right. They just needed to melt some more butter, but I was like, Oh
0: <laughs> yeah. I got, unfortunately I think up, I don't know. Mine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> for the most part it was really great food it was nice
1: it was they were good caterers
0: yeah very good yeah the
1: whole show was amazing i just i we, had such a good time
0: we burned across in
1: uh yeah oh yeah
0: in uh hancock park. In hancock park that was the funny thing to me
1: so that's a, that's one of the nights you were there okay
0: yeah, i don't yeah. i don't
1: remember everything that
0: i get it you were on the show longer than i was so like yeah you're... i remember
1: you but i don't remember what we did
0: yeah, 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 like, gotcha. So
1: yeah, the crossing that was crazy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I shot like the effects part of it because Hollywood would not allow them to burn a cross. Remember, they were. It was happening in in two scenes, but Hancock Park was like, "Sure, you can burn a cross in the neighborhood," and then.
1: Oh well, you know, it was it was actually the the apartment building.
0: Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. I just knew I shot the effects shot. Yeah a plate or whatever that was going to be used yeah in, yeah in the effects that manner. was crazy
1: that was such a an interesting night right because like i found that to be so intense right like
0: remember they were testing it we went to lunch and then right they before we it. went
1: to lunch we tested it yeah because we wanted to see you know what it was going to do so,
0: so the whole crew casting is coming out of the house and all of a sudden they light a cross on
1: fire yeah yeah but oh. it was it was such a weird feeling because like you know why you're doing it right mm-hmm. you're, you're you're doing it because you're making this this show and but at the same time to yeah, actually and also see com- it
0: it's a comment about yeah. how things were in the forties and but Holly to would, physically right. see
1: it was super intense
0: uh, yeah I agree people it was were really pretty, intense. people were pretty quiet because we had to walk yeah. like a block
1: yeah to the catering was around down the and around the corner mm-hmm. and.
0: And everybody was kind of quiet, and then I remember I said to somebody, I was like, "That was fucking weird," <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, um, yeah, it's weird." Yeah, <clears throat> but um, anyway, I don't. I, I was talking to my friend about it after we did it, and she was like, "She grew up in L.A., you like you," and she's like, "I don't know that that." She goes, "I wonder if that really happened in Hollywood," and I, I don't know. I'm sure there were racists everywhere.
1: But. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> There was probably a cross burned somewhere in Hollywood, but... I'm sure. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I didn't do any of the sexually explicit scenes, but I heard there were some. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I, I,
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> There's sex in movies and TV.
0: Yes, yes. But I heard there was a fair amount of it. Um. Or did yeah, you not yeah. feel like it was a lot? No. At first, I... I, oh,
1: okay. I originally, I think it was meant to be more so, but um, no... I, it was oh, okay. not unreasonable. Oh, okay. <laughs> not that sex is unreasonable necessarily. True. Yeah.
0: But what you would consider like over the top. Yeah. No. 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 <clears throat> yeah. No. That—that's what's funny. Did you watch that show, Euphoria? Mm. Um, it's very good, by the way. Um, HBO show. Um, but in the—I don't know if it's the first. I think it might be the second episode. There's a locker room scene of guys, and there's like 30 penises in the scene <laughs> and people were making a big deal of it i didn't i was like whatever i don't care but um where was i going with this oh it just it just created outrage among people i i just people were like everybody like was members? talking about it. well uh, well no 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 once it aired and stuff oh it, um but i was thinking about it and i'm like that's it would just be awkward <laughs> Apparently, most of them were prosthetic; they weren't even real. But oh,
1: yeah, I've heard of like prosthetic penises. <laughs> we didn't use any.
0: No, <clears throat> um, I have been on a set where a merkin, two merkins were used. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've really gone down the the rabbit hole here. The rabbit hole. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I've I guess I've asked you all the all the stuff um oh yeah you (laughs) worked. so your PA stuff I was telling you your PA stuff is not very well documented on IMDB yeah but what you did had was was Deadwood, Monster-in-Law, Armageddon, Speed 2, Cruise Control and it just now this very moment occurred to me that I heard a story about Speed 2, Cruise Control um I was working in Florida at the time because this would have been the late 90s, early 2000s, right? Uh,
1: yeah, mid 90s. Okay. That was my first job, actually. Mid-90s? And I worked in the office. Yeah, 96 or so.
0: Hmm. Okay. I thought I was in the business already. So maybe it was Speed 3. There was a Speed 3, right? I don't know. Fuck. Was Speed 2 on a cruise ship? Yeah. Oh, cruise control. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I heard. So I must have started in the business and heard the story in past tense. It must not have been. But anyway, someone, <clears throat> I can't remember who, told me that the first A D on Speed Two threw thousands and thousands of dollars worth of walkies into the into the ocean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I heard it was Yon de DeBont. But Ah I don't know. So I was um not down there in the island where they did all that stuff. Oh were you I in came LA? on much later. Um and I had just graduated from college oh. and had moved back down from San Francisco and I was like working in a bike shop okay. and, um, fixing bikes. And I think my dad was probably like, yeah, no. So he called me one day and was like, Hey, you're going to, this guy named Jeff Downers, is going to call you and you're going to go work for him. So I get this call from this guy, Jeff. And the next thing I know, I'm working in the office of Speed 2. Really? Yeah,
0: that was your first gig.
1: That was my first gig, and but I knew right away, like I did not like I was looking around at all the different things that you do in the office, like APOC, secretary, and all that stuff. Right, just the office thing just didn't really like turn me on much. So I was like, I got to get on set. Right, and then a roundabout way, the uh, post production accountant on that was like hey so what are you gonna do like what do you want to do in the industry and I was like well I think i want to work on set and she said I know this uh AD who's making this working on this little movie called Armageddon and um she says you know his name's Casey Hodenfeld and I was like oh I know him so because he was an AD on Tucker oh so in a roundabout way he was also the AD on Twister which my dad did
0: oh Oh, your dad did Twister? Yeah. Oh,
1: wow. So in this weird roundabout way. Your dad is a
0: big production designer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah
1: he did some big stuff. Um, so in this roundabout way, I kind of knew Casey. hmm And um, so she called him, and then I interviewed with Jeff Okabayashi. Uh, he was the second AD. And mm-hmm. somehow ended up as a PA on Armageddon, like never having been to a set PA before ever. Like I didn't even know what a grip was. Wow. Yeah, That's but great. talk about throwing walkies. So we were down in Florida and um, on
0: Armageddon.
1: On Armageddon, Cape Canaveral. Yeah, okay. Down there in NASA, we we had our base camp on one of the like landing strips, and and there was like all this like crazy tall grass. Mm-hmm. Just well, it's like through- you
0: know, it's like a nature preserve there.
1: I didn't know it's that. Like an
0: animal preserve. Anyway, go on.
1: Yeah, so I something must have happened, and Casey just came down there where all the trucks were, as as I remember, it was a long time ago, and he was just mad, and he wore um. He wore the uh, like the overhead what we call the Burger King headset. Yeah, now.
0: right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I was I was in charge of walkies on that show.
0: Were there earpieces? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, they've been around forever. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and I was in charge of walkies. Mm. And he took that thing off, and he was so mad, and he just, like, chucked it out into the grass. And I watched it, like, spinning around and like, the, you know, the headsets, like, on the the, the cable, and it's attached, and it's, like, flying around, too. And I'm, like, trying to keep track of it, because it's, like, heading out into the tall grass. And I was, like...
0: I gotta head that way. I
1: gotta get that thing, you know, because I'm in charge of these things. Like, I can't have a missing walkie. <sighs> so I think that I've watched, you know, about where it landed. Uh-huh. And I start trudging out there into this like tall, weedy grass, and it started to get a little mushy. And I was like,
0: "This is a swamp.
1: I'm gonna get eaten by an alligator." And I just like turned around, and <laughs> called it quits. You're like,
0: we're <laughs> gonna be one walkie short. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it, back in that. I think the '90s was the the years of walkie throwing. Yeah, walkie throwing.
0: Yeah, so it was Yonda Bont on speed 2. You would know better than me because you probably heard all the rumors and gossip.
1: You know, I I really didn't mm. being in the office I wasn't on set and it really wasn't that I know of the kind of conversations that were going on. And mm. I was also a P I was like making photocopies and making sides and
0: And super new.
1: Super new right. and running out to get craft mm. service all the time. I was like constantly at Ralph's, you know, getting right. orange shoes and stuff.
0: Right, 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 right.
1: But the best was being able to like go to the set like the runs to the set were always the best because you're like oh you have to go to set sure
0: walk around yeah um well you told me you've listened to some of the episodes you should listen to jeff haley's he talks about how he got in the business (laughs) he he went from being an office intern to getting in the sound union in a week
1: oh wow (laughs) that's not bad well you know i was listening to the one and you guys were talking about like the maps and stuff
0: oh yeah thomas guides yeah and i
1: actually like for some reason at some point um when i was doing commercials as a pa way back then for this one company called headquarters yeah i was the map maker right i made all the maps that's so funny yeah (laughs) i was constantly making and then you have to type out the directions just like you were saying you i hadn't thought about it in years when you guys from
0: 101 north Yeah. Exit Highland. Turn left on like what the fuck from 101 South. Exit Melrose. Like
1: (laughs) you totally brought my like past back to me. I was like, oh my god, I remember doing that. It's
0: so um, it's so opposite of what we do now that it it's so irrelevant that it never comes up in conversation. Well, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's no reason to even talk, talk about, about that shit.
1: Well, every now and then the Thomas Guide comes up, you know? Yeah. It's like everybody had a Thomas guide back then. And yeah. you know how we sent out the call sheet too? Um, was by fax. So you literally faxed everybody. And if someone didn't have a fax machine, you just verbally gave them all the information. That's what
0: I would get. I remember I remember when I first started, I would someone would tell me an address. And what time to be there.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then I'd show up. Yeah. And then after that, you got call sheets.
1: And after that, you got call sheets, right? With a map on it every day. Right.
0: And then and then everybody went to email, email, like all this stuff. And then I did a pilot in 2013. They were like, it was Marvel. They're like top secret. Like nobody gets emails of any of this stuff. It's all, we hand you a call sheet. You can look at it and then you shred it on your way.
1: (laughs) Put it in a shredder.
0: Seriously, there was a, well there there was a shredder there, but it went into these specially built locked cans, like garbage can things. Were
1: you allowed to like write it down, or did you have to like memorize it?
0: I don't remember exactly how it worked. I do know well sides were numbered, and you had to sign for them, and um, and only certain people got them. There was only like thirty copies of them. Yeah,
1: I've been them. on a show where we did that too. That's tough on the PAs. Whoever's in charge of the sides is like...
0: Yeah, they have to run around and like first thing in the morning, here, Brad, here, you're 21, here, to sign the thing, you know. Yeah, um, and
1: train everybody to turn them in at the end of the day. And you, know, you constantly run around and find... Like, I'll pick which, up sides that I see on the ground just to pick up garbage, right? right. Like somebody dropped them on the stage or whatever, right. and it's like it's they fall out of your pocket.
0: Which, by the way, I had a bunch of call sheets and a bunch of sets of sides that I brought home with me. Because like, I stick them in my back pocket... So I fold, I take the little sides and I fold them in half and then I stick them in my pocket and I always have easy access.
1: Yeah, that's what I do too.
0: Right. And shit, you're leaving set and you grab your bag and your sweatshirt and your whatever and you're walking out and you forget Nobody was, nobody's there checking us most days. There was probably one day where they're like, hey, did you guys put your sides in there? And you did. But the point was not to leak. Right. And nobody did.
1: But like most people aren't going to anyway.
0: Well, that yeah. right. Right. Like, but,
1: unless you're just like a total turd.
0: The problem was Joss did the first, because this was the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. pilot, which is an Avengers spinoff, right? So he had done the first Avengers and they had leaks like in the first week. And so he was directing this pilot and he didn't want to have any leaks. But we had a leak before we started shooting on the first day. Because the Teamsters, well, I don't know whose fault it was. But whatever it was, we had these secret cars that were going to be in the show. And they were new. They weren't even released on the market yet. And then they had this, like, stickers on them or painting or whatever it was that they did to them. They're they special. They weren't that special. But, you know, it's supposed to be a secret. And somebody took a photo of them on the way to set at, like, 6 in the morning and posted it on the internet before we started working. You know, and it had nothing to do with the crew. They just didn't cover them, so they were wide open on the back of a flatbed or but whatever. Why
1: did, I still don't understand when people do shit like that?
0: Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I mean, it makes me crazy. I even like don't even, I? I don't I sh- I shred. If I end up bringing sides home, I like shred them in the shredder. I mean, oh. just so because I'm a little paranoid, just so they don't end up in my like recycling or whatever.
0: I don't I don't shred them, but I. I put them in the recycling. They I
1: mean, like call sheets, I'll put in the recycling. Yeah, but the scripts, like, because it's actual scripts, so I'll we'll like just shred it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's stealing my garbage, but you never know. You never know. Yeah, but
1: but does if as long as it doesn't have your name on it, like some of the the scripts, you know, have the watermarks.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a whole other thing to get a script for Agents of Shield. I got approval. Well, first, um, Joss had to say, "Yeah, I want my." operators to read it second um the abc head of abc had to approve it then the head of disney had to approve it and the head of marvel had to approve it wow and i'm like you're wasting heads of companies fucking time approving me to t- read a script <laughs> that's such a weight you know what i mean like come on it's so dumb at least that's what i was told yeah well
1: if you've been burned by leaks like you're talking about then you do whatever you can to prove yeah, it, right? Yeah, I
0: guess so. But, I mean, I'm going to be there anyway. I'm going to get the whole script in side form. <laughs> right. So, you know what I mean? Like, I it just was...
1: Yeah, some of it's a little bit goofy.
0: And it was, you know, it was hardcore watermarked. And, oh, it wasn't emailed to me. They wouldn't email it. So, yeah. Um, and they didn't give it to me, like, for four days. So, like, on the fourth day of the pilot, um, the... A first was like, hey, there's um, there's a script in the truck for you. And I was like, cool. And they had just put it down in the, some PA delivered it, dropped it on the counter of the truck and left where anyone can read it. <laughs> Didn't bring it directly to me to put in my bag. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's how my whole camera crew read the script. <laughs> oh
1: my God. Yeah. But, that, you know, on Hollywood, there was no digital scripts at all that's the first time i've ever um
0: oh there weren't digital scripts no. at all? oh okay no
1: we everything was hard copy so like you know i'm used to having the script in my little like ipad so when you go tech scouting right. you can just like look at the script look at the pages where you're you could have scanned
0: for, it in maybe huh yeah, I
1: don't have time for that but yeah i it guess they so. could have they but would yeah, have that was probably looked down on that everything came hard copy yeah. Mm. So there was no, there's no iPad.
0: So you had to carry a sh- physical script around with yeah.
1: you. Which I do anyway. But like at tech on Tech Scouts, it's nice to just have it in the iPad. Rather of than course. your like whole binder. Of course. And all
0: the yeah. other stuff. Yeah, plus heavy and like yeah. pumping that thing around. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah. I mean, well, look, the one, the pilot I did, it had a giant twist in it. It's been long enough. But the guy that... Clark Gregg's character, I forget his, that's his real name. I forget his uh, name. But he essentially, he's brought back to life from the first Avenger movie where he dies. They bring him him back to life. And a lot of the show revolves around this storyline that he's been sent to Tahiti. That's what they call it. And (laughs) that's how they brought him back and some secret technology. You know what I mean? Like all this shit. And I
1: mean, it definitely
0: w- never watched any of that. Okay, I'm not a I'm not a comic, <laughs> but I know this stuff because I because I worked on it, you know. Right. Um, but um, that was a big story point that he was that he was going to be in it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand why they were super secretive because the movie made a couple billion dollars, and you know what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah. um there were a lot of fans, and you're a big Star Wars person, so you.
1: Yeah, huge uh, Star Wars person, but right. I but I'm also not. Like I'm nerdy, where I'm definitely like gonna go see it,
0: uh-huh. but
1: I'm not nerdy where I'm like on the interwebs like reading about it and trying to find stuff out.
0: Right, like right.
1: Every little scrap of whatever I can get.
0: Right. Have you been to the Disney thing yet? No, not yet. Okay. Um, my my friend Mark is super into Star Wars and Disney, so uh, he's done it. He said it was amazing. I bet. But, um. Anyway, uh, I just realized how long we've been talking. <laughs>
1: I've heard you say that before in your uh, couple. I always forget.
0: I get caught up in, uh, <laughs> I get caught up in the conversation, and then I'm like, "Oh, it's been two and a half hours." Okie dokie. But um, I, anyway, I've I've asked you kind of everything I wanted to. But that's really interesting about speed too. Do you do you remember what um, what island was that?
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: Okay, because you didn't go.
1: I didn't go. I I just don't remember.
0: Yeah. And um Yeah, I guess that's it. That's all the unless you want to talk about something else. Uh, I think we're done. Okay. You good with that?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, th- thank you very much for coming in and Absolutely. um um it's been a it's been a pleasure. You told me you're kind of shy and then you you know, I don't I don't see it, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, thanks very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. My it. pleasure. All right. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks again to Anastasia. We had a lot of fun chatting. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, some day in the future, I will be able to sit in a room and uh, talk to somebody again. But who knows when that'll happen. I'm considering trying to do Zoom interviews or Twitch or something. I don't know. Uh, I gotta figure it all out and see what's up. If you have any tips on that stuff for me, you can email me at Podcast at gmail.com I could probably use some tips um thank you to Walter Claussen for their continued support and thank you very much to my Patreon supporters that support me at patreon.com slash walking backwards and they get uh they get the best day worst day segment as a bonus for being supporters so if you'd like to get that sign up as well alright well it might be a while before I do this the same way again but uh But thanks for listening.